0: All right, Professor Dickweed. What's the plan? Basically, what happened to you is that you saw the fear. So before you can even think about any real driving, you got to make friends with that fear. So, get in the car. <laughs> what the hell? There's a goddamn cougar in the car. Oh, there's a cougar in the car. I put it in there. You got to learn to drive with the fear. <laughs> and there ain't nothing more goddamn frightened than driving with a live cougar in the car.
1: God, where'd you get that thing?
0: I trapped it. Been keeping it in my bathroom at the motel, feeding it old pizza.
1: Now, back in that car, you hear me? No, I'm not getting in that car.
0: Right, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Gundam at MHQ. This is episode 74. This is one of your hosts, Neo, and uh, joined with me always is Chris and Soulbro. Guys, say hello to the fine folks out there.
2: Hello, world. Goodbye, cruel world.
0: Are you committing suicide? <laughs> Chris? <laughs> you
3: guys take over MHQ. I'm out of here.
0: Wait, no is- more Ghost in the Shell roundup. There's nothing to live for. Oh, what? I- Foil it. Uh, hey, oh, and, um, like I said, this is episode 74, and uh, in this episode, it's going to be a little bit shorter than normal, and we're going to be concluding up our Ghost in the Shell roundup with um, the last two installments of the franchise, which are uh, Ghost in the Shell 2, colon, Innocence, and uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Solid State Society, or, you know, for some of those fans, Solid Snake Society. But, uh, before we begin, I'm going to be doing some uh, Neo's News here and uh, some of the listeners submitted articles and I uh, just always want to thank everybody for their submissions and please don't take offense if all your submissions are not used because for the sake of time and, and all of that, um, you know, I appreciate the, the, the vigor and how motivated people are to, to putting some of this stuff on there but just because we don't use all your submissions doesn't mean that uh, we hate you or anything like that. Maybe it's old bro does, but I don't. But
2: um <laughs>
0: I know, Switzerland. Switzerland doesn't hate anybody. Word.
3: But who hates Switzerland? <laughs> the French. The
0: French hate everybody. Um Alright, well, first one we have here is from uh submitter Furious Rodimus. And uh this is actually from and people on MechaTalk Talk have noticed that there is a new Mark II Leo's Listeners submitted a thread on there just because the other one got so big. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of closed it out. And um, This one is from Mr. Furious Rodimus. And for all our listeners, this comes from joplinic.com. Jal- it's a blog. For all our listeners in southern Texas, uh, be careful when you drive. And if you see a black... Um, Camaro, one of the 2002 Camaro with a uh, Silver Transformers logo on it, it's actually a Police Interceptor. <laughs>
2: Get out!
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm sure uh, Chris knows about this too. In Florida, this is a pretty uh, uh, common thing of seeing cops and hooked up uh, F-150s and all types of cars, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're getting a $150 speeding ticket because you're going um, 90 miles an hour on the expressway, so... <laughs> Um, just uh, if you see this, uh, it, like it says here, uh, somebody's one of the people in the article is talking about how it, um, it it's going to be a great recruitment tool too <laughs> because uh, it's probably going to nab as many of those as it would speeders because I guess the cops are having a fun time trying to, uh, to drive this thing. So um, it's uh, pretty cool. So thank you, Mr. Furious Rodimus, uh, for that submission. Uh, the next one is from... Jabman025, Defender of Destiny. And, um, well, I think uh, Chris will be happy about this because of my, um, my history when it comes to uh, online news sites. I usually, if I quote them, they usually get put out of business. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, from Fox News. Oh, no. And uh, it's talking about these uh, super realistic robots that were displayed in a Denmark... Um, Exhibit, uh, to, uh, display. They're a product of a, a famous um, robotics expert from Japan. And if you go to the link that Mister Jabman has there, it's really kind of cool. It's a, kind of a cool article. It um, talks about this is about the the third of. Uh, it's called the Geminoid series, and it's a line of androids designed by Hishiri Isiguru, a professor at Osaka University.
3: No, shut up. And, answer the question. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait a second. <laughs> this is. Fox News. This isn't O'Reilly News, but, oh yeah. Fox Answer the News, question. Fox, Foxnews.com, fair and balanced. So Live. This is, and it says, <laughs> this is funny because it's the title of it is The Creepiest, Most Re- Re- Realistic Robot Ever. <laughs> so, But it's kind of cool because they have some uh, YouTube um, videos on there and check it out because it shows some of the things that they did. So uh, thank you, Mr. Jabman025, Defender of Destiny, for your submission. Thank you. All right, next one is from The White Knight. And uh, this is from Gundamblog.net. If you want to see some scans um, showing for the next uh, UC episode, a uh, unicorn episode, um, there's um, there's a promotional scan there that shows some things of Bright Noah oh, wow. on it for the next episode. And, it's about time. Yeah, so uh, check that out. Thank you, Mr. White Knight, for your submission. Can't wait to get my Blu ray. Of uh, Unicorn Three, and so I can finally see it because I haven't seen it yet because it's not on Blu-ray yet. <laughs> Thank you, White Knight, so. for your submission. <laughs> this next one is um, some guy named Soulbro Ryu. Who? Yeah, um, he's listed as podcast superstar here.
3: Oh Lord, yeah. must be some loser uh, who likes Capcom games. He does. Yeah,
0: his icon's a bunch of Capcom people, and uh, such a scrub. Yeah, <laughs> and. I'm not really appreciating. It looks like old Michael... Ba- Mike Bay. His name is Michael. Mike Bay. Yeah, it's not Mike. Mike. It's Michael. It's not... He, it's, he'll
2: earn his Michael back when part three comes what out. What are
0: you... Chris Collinsworth calling Michael Vick Mike Vick all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Vick. Mike Vick. Mike Vick. And it says... Looks like old Mike Bay has come to his senses. And I actually think he should be, ex- um, you know, exhorted for this. Because how often does a guy say that his own movie's crap? Which uh, he said Transformers 2 was crap. And he cites a lot of things. A lot of the things I said said in defense of this. So uh, I think that's uh, that's pretty good. Because how many of these, realistically, how many of these uh, these um, directors actually will sit there and say, Yeah, what I did wasn't very good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really think about it. Yeah, but sometimes
3: it. they'll be like... They'll just say it to build up hype for the next one, like, yeah, you know what? After it's years after the fact that everyone's already said it themselves, like, yeah, that movie sucked, but this one's going to be so much more awesome and so much more explodier and cooler.
0: Well, he does say that, but the thing is, is, you know, this movie, that movie was only out for, like, a little over a year, so it wasn't, I don't know, I, I think It's been give... almost
3: two years since Revenge of the Fallen. It's pretty safe yeah. to, like, bash the movie now after so many millions of people have. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, so. the
0: DVD sales are already...
2: Come and gone, and, and the movie made a you know a shit ton of money. So I mean, the you know, movies made all
3: its money, he can get away with saying that without any bad publicity. Oh yeah, yep. So and it's wants, not exactly he, a, a a praiseworthy move, in my opinion.
2: And although he's going to get the, I think the it masses is. to go see that movie and you know uh, full force, I think he wants to at least get some of the nerds to come back to go. <laughs> see Well, actually, that I think it shuts
0: them up too. Oh, it shuts so? them. It shuts yeah. all those idiots up because it's just like, okay, it was but bad. I, have I agree. Bible
3: here in my hand.
0: Oh no. <laughs> Where did you come from? The the
3: big thing is being with not about just selling different. The, th- Revenge, <laughs> Revenge of the
0: Fall was only there to sell toys.
3: <laughs> I mean,
2: I, I love that he admits in the article that the writers' strike uh, was coming hard and fast. He says yeah. it was just terrible to
0: do a movie where
2: you have you got a lot of story in three. You got to have a story in three weeks, and um, you know it's a big thing. <laughs> not exactly fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so but he just he helped to reiterate that, and I think I think it was smart in the long run for him, for him to say that so because i mean for him to be in the it, for him to say it wasn't crap and it would make us question yeah. how
0: good the, be- the third movie is going to be but yeah well, anyway. of course and, it, and of course like chris oh, stated i'm it, going it to question how good
3: the third movie is going to be anyway <laughs> as you will because it is okay. michael okay. bay
0: oh man i think it'll be fine but it doesn't have it'll, heart no <laughs> but it it will have pyro and explosions. so oh. right there i'm i'm there so um and the u.s military will be prominently shown oh, so yeah, that'll dude. be cool um but um, I also would like to extend to Michael Bay: If you ever want to come on this show as an interview, um, we'll do it when it's just me and not these two other oh, guys, because they'll they'll sit there and they'll they'll um they'll you Chris insult asking you. asking the hard questions. I'm gonna sit back and laugh. If you want the Larry, if you if you want the Larry King interview, come to me.
3: If you want real <laughs> journalism, come to me.
0: There you go. <laughs> Pick your poison, Michael Bay. Pick it. Like
3: you're, you're you're like those trash that interview people on 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 PR junkets. Fluff no, pieces. I'm.
0: I am modeling my journalist journalism career after Larry King. Once I get to a certain age, who are are you? What's
3: name of the movie you directed? What What do you do? What's it about? What are robots?
0: Uh, Michael, let me ask you this: What is a transformer? What is a movie? What is a robot? Mr. Bay, when did they start adding talk when they start adding speech into movies? I can't remember this.
2: <laughs> Sound.
3: <laughs> Last time I went to a movie someone What do you, was what do you think the of these, these these newfangled talkies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you Mr. Solbro Ryu, for your submission. <laughs> Next one here, some kind of sad news. Um, this is from Hayakishiki and uh, Kristen Solbro probably know this person. that's coming from the Anime News Network is uh Khan tokamaru passes away at 69 he was uh, best known as the the voice of gaia of the black Tri Stars. so uh he also had some roles as Lee in dayaku miryu gaiking um he was guy in the first gundam movie trilogy um mm-hmm. he was also did some ep- oh he was also captain harlock for two episodes and so kind of sad i guess he was battling some uh Long illness, so he's dead at 69. I guess there's no other better age to die than 69. Hey, but, man, uh, he
2: was he was some voices in some of my favorite fighting games like Darkstalkers and and Street Fighter 3. He yeah. was he was some voices some characters in there. So
3: you can't ever stop talking about Capcom, can you? Every really. day. I thought Every this would be day. a
0: Capcom free episode.
3: <laughs> Why don't you just make a, a Capcom cast? I make the next project of Shingu, Shinjuku Station. Forget about it at the movies.
0: You're onto something you actually. Just, I'm, I'm a little ahead of you. <laughs> and you and you can do it as a video one because when you walk in, you can have like the the altar with like uh, Self Killian's picture up there, nice, and, and Daigo right next to it. Daigo next to it, <laughs> and, and maybe Justin Wong if we have time. <laughs> y- you sit there and 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 you do some chanting of like the different move settings and all that. Mm-hmm.
3: Why don't you set up a uh, a Capcom church, as the counterpart to the Jedi church?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: you could be Talk. the 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 Grand Dragon. <laughs>
0: What was uh, what was Ryu's, uh... master? Gin. Uh, his what was his name? His master was Goken. 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 Yeah. All, so you can be all praise Goken.
2: You can be Master Goken and hey, Gotetsu. Yes. Um, I'm that nerdy. You can call
3: yourself the the Church of Shadow Law. <laughs> <laughs> you can dress up like Bison. May Bison bless you. But yeah. Um. And very... l- and thus the Lord said, <laughs> for you, it was the most important moment of your life. For me it was Tuesday. Tuesday? <laughs> Thus the Lord has spoken. Oh, All God. praise be to Lord Bison. Lord Bison.
2: Bison dollars. So uh, but um yeah, um I,
3: my, I'll uh, trade you this banana for five bisons. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: trade you uh five hundred banana points for Microsoft for that bison.
3: You money. can't trade banana money for banana money. Oh, That's counterproductive. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the whole point is to trade banana money for real money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of mine. I wanted to see how smart you were.
2: <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, much respect to uh, uh, Tokamaru-san, and um, my, my heart goes out to his
0: family and, and loved ones. And a I'm twenty-one gonna... uh, Shorukan salute. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, 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 I'll be glad to get. <laughs> Is that how time. you're going to get buried?
2: Hey,
1: are you? Are, are
0: you? You're like one of those people with like uh, those Kiss fans that get buried in the Kiss coffin. Oh yeah. <laughs> like um, uh, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera when he got shot uh, horribly and he was buried. He was buried in a Kiss coffin. Are you going to be? What? Ge- oh yeah. Wow. He's a huge. He was a huge Kiss fan. Holy but yes. yeah, the Kiss coffin. Are you going to have like a Capcom coffin and like be in twenty-one? Crazy. I'd like to have. <laughs> Diego at my at, at my funeral, and do a 21 Shoryuken salute S- to tw- me. 21 Hadouken salute. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, man! You're gonna get buried with your with your arcade stick and uh, mm. all your copies of the game, <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> consoles and whatnot. <laughs> no, not the consoles, because they don't have anything to deal with the consoles. But the because um, they'll have the consoles in heaven. Actually, your hell would be a heaven without. Capcom. And make
2: sure they put two.
0: It plays every game except ones made by Capcom. And,
2: and make
3: sure they, <laughs> they don't put have two... a licensing agreement.
2: <laughs> make sure they put two arcade tokens on my eyes. That is um, that that for the guy the, for the for the man of the river sticks. So, See you. Let's,
3: let's, let's let's move on. All right, <laughs> away from this this bizarre tangent. Oh, my God.
0: All I was gonna say if um if Austin was God, that's how he would give you hell. Is he he'd have every game for you in heaven except the ones made by Capcom.
3: It's all SNK. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <Capcom. laughs> but uh, thank you Mr. Hayakushiki for your submission last little uh, news article that we have here and this is actually two posters um, have put it uh, submitted it actually Wielder and Vent Noir uh, I guess they're in the May issue of Enter Bain's Otana Fami Magazine um, Yoshiyuki Tamino revealed that he plans for a new directing directing a new A Day On Work so, um I hope it's not a day on a new translation.
3: Oh no. <laughs> it, it, it'll be a day on with 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 bunny rabbits and flowers. <laughs> much oh, <no>. much happier.
0: <laughs> so, uh
2: random decapitations.
0: That'll be interesting because um looks like Tamino's just going back to all he he's got the nostalgia bug now. <laughs> he oh, just oh, wants oh. to go back and do all the old things that he did so um that's uh that's it there so uh that's it for the news and uh, i guess we will go over to chris because last episode we did not have uh a mailbag segment because of some technical issues but uh chris has said that he's going to do an extended version to kind of c- catch us up here so the mailbag is
3: bursting open man go ahead chris with the sure. first submission our first question comes from mobius diablo and uh clearly this is a question pointed towards sobro so sobro get get ready all right. yep. What kind of equipment and programs do you use in the creation and editing of the podcast? Something oh. like Skype seems to be obvious considering the fact that the hosts live in two different cities. Mm-hmm. Have you upgraded from older versions that might have been used in the early days of Gundam or Flip the Script?
0: It's yeah, um, I'd I have to say we thought come was sugar I thought it was sugar. I was sugar and spice and everything nice, like uh, Powerpuff <laughs> no, that's, Girls.
3: That's uh, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. They're nice. I'll, I'll, and, or in,
0: in Chemical X. That's what brought them. That's, that, that was their secret ingredient. And yeah, I like the Powerpuff Girls. No doubt. What's it to you, America? Hey, it was a cool show. And, it means you're in the world.
2: <laughs> you peddle you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'll try to make this brief. Um, when we first started with Flip the Script, uh, my friend and one of the co-hosts of that show, Lee Majors, turned me on to Adobe Audition. Beforehand, I was uh, really used to Adobe Premiere. And but, duct um, tape. And duct tape. And um, he um, actually loaned us his, uh, his old mixer. It was a realistic mixer. That we used, and we squeezed six
0: mics into three yeah, what ports. Yeah, we what do use now? You don't have to do the history of I, I'm just, I'm podcasts. I'm just saying, what, what, we what started, do we use? We have a four-channel mixer. This question with says,
3: with have you music. upgraded from stuff from when you yeah. started out? So. Script, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't we, jump on the man. And
2: yeah. then, and then we, um, we used that same mixer for the first six episodes of Gundam, and then we finally upgraded. We bought a new mixer from... Um,
0: it's a four-channel uh, mixer.
2: Yep, from, uh, um, Behringer, Behringer, and, uh, um, we bought up a whole bunch of new equipment, and I still use Adobe Audition to edit the show. Uh, we do use Skype, and to record in Skype, we use a program called Power Grammar, which, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's out there for anybody to use. It records conversations, and we purchased, the uh, it's relatively cheap to purchase, and it records, uh, group conversations, and it's been the bane of my existence, but also, you know, has made for a lot of great instances on the show, and, and made it possible for us to, uh, record with Chris on the show. Um, I'd rather be using Mac when it comes to this, but I I can't afford the equipment, so... uh, (laughs)
3: Sometimes Macs don't always work out so well as... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) reference Chaos Theater episode three for more on that.
2: Oh yeah. my gosh, uh, which I I'm, which I I'm, I'm actually have lo- downloaded and I'm about to listen to. But um, and you got to remember like we'll with find Mac exactly
3: why. Ooh.
0: <laughs> you got to remember with Mac products too. Uh, unless you unless you use it in like a, a hermetically sealed environment. Yeah. Any dust or anything that'll void the uh, warranty right away, as uh, poor Lee Majors found out when he had an issue with his MacBook. Oh yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Are you? in you, do you have dust? That voided the dust got in the keyboard, so avoided the warranty. The oh, Thing was only six months old. <laughs>
2: that is ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, Thank we you Steve Jobs. We use primarily to record on. We use a Windows 7 laptop. Um, it's been Mr. to station laptop, and uh, we do do show that's on Windows all 7. All the time. That's that's. I'm sorry, Windows Vista. Yeah, I have a Windows 7 laptop too, but I haven't quite figured that out yet. So <laughs> we'll eventually move on to that one. But um, I
3: use this computer machine hey, here. I I don't know how to use that shit, man. All, all
2: All all I know is if if it ain't broke, don't fix it, because I've tried to fix it, and it turned out to be a nightmare for me. But um, on average, it takes me about a week to edit the episode and um, to get them out there to you guys, and I I appreciate the question. Thank you. All right. Well,
3: we have uh, our next question in our expanded mailbag. It comes from The Goose. Oh. Ooh, he has two questions, one for all of us, one for a specific person. The first one is What did you guys think about the new Transformers Prime show? Obviously, it has no heart, according, <laughs> according to this, this Bible for, for the original. It's only there to sell toys. Yeah, it's not heart, it doesn't have any heart and soul. Um, I expect we'll be talking about the show when its first season finishes up, mm-hmm. but uh, so far from the miniseries and the episode of aired, it's, it's really enjoyable. Uh, I do lament that we didn't get to have a fourth season of Animated and that that show ended on such a ridiculously rushed note. But uh, that blow is softened by the fact that this show is actually good Mm. because I would have been pissed if this show was garbage.
0: Not to everyone, it's not good. Does um
2: does yes. mainframe work on this show? Mainframe
3: from uh... mainframe doesn't exist anymore.
2: Oh dang! Do you know if anybody from the old Beast Wars production is involved
3: in this? I have no idea, mm. <clears throat> but I'm sure somebody could tell us. Yeah, I'm sure. So good. <laughs> it's it's a great show. You know, obviously you have Peter Cullen back doing the voice of Optimus Prime. You have and Frank Bucker as that Megatron, is... Steve Blum as Starscream, and the uh, fantastic. Um, Jeffrey Combs as um Ratchet.
2: You even got The Rock, man. You even got The Rock is somewhere in here. I don't know if he's in that many episodes, but Dude, i not the, the Rock obviously is Obviously
3: you it. did not watch uh obviously you did not watch the uh, miniseries because he Basically, is a stunt voice that appears for all of five minutes before dying. Oh dang yeah. it! <laughs> Damn, Dwayne. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't and realize that. they had him that. playing. I think it was Cliff Jumper. So it's like a known character that you think would be someone who would stick around, and then he is yeah. in the first episode. Holy! Literally shit. in like five or six minutes of showing up. Oh,
2: wow, man! I didn't realize it went down like that. I guess yeah, that makes total, sense.
3: It was a total stunt. It was a total like uh, Team Revolution type stunt nice. casting. <laughs> Thank you, Kundu C. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yes.
3: But at least TM Revolution stuck around for a few episodes, and each time of his stunt casting, mm-hmm. The Rock could only bother for, like, five minutes. Doggone, oh, man. I Maybe he made a phone call in between takes on uh, on Fast Five, I don't know. <laughs> well,
2: <he's laughs> Literally phoned it in. He,
3: yeah. He's... But it's, it's a great show. Um, the design style is sort of an interesting um, hybrid of the live-action movies and animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for a kid's show that airs on The Hub, which is the rebranded Discovery Kids, um, mm-hmm. it's a surprisingly dark show.
0: Yeah, wow. it is. I've only seen a couple episodes. I haven't really caught it from the beginning, but, um, yeah, that was the first thing that jumped out to me. It was like, wow, this is a little, this, this is a little bit, uh, a little bit darker than what you would expect for what Discovery Kids or the hub really kind of normally puts up there. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure one of these days I'll get to, um, uh, going and, and watching the whole thing. But from what I saw, I thought it was pretty good. It seemed to have some heart to me. And yeah, they were trying to push some toys, but, um, isn't that what you do on a kids network? Try well, to push not toys. yet because
3: the, the toys aren't out yet because um, right I believe right. The, the toys for the movie are coming out first because they don't want mm-hmm. to oversaturate and overmarket these things.
0: So. Well, the, the reason why I say that is because it's, it's one of those franchises now where anytime, even if they're not the specific toys for that specific show, right. I bet there's an uptick of Transformers stuff
2: well, on top when of that. they
0: you know when these new shows come up because people you know kind of rediscover it and all that so
3: well, on top of that the channel is 50 owned by hasbro <laughs> oh is it yeah it well is. that explains why they show original transformers as well as gi joe and they have a new gi joe show on there as well Yeah.
0: you gosh. mean the only transformers original transformers oh. that's the only one according it's to the, the only bible. one that has
3: heart according to that <laughs> bible because the, the Bible tells me so. So obviously, Soul Bro has not seen the show, so he has no thoughts on it. No, no, no. I,
2: I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen two episodes. I was just happened to be on. Obviously, TV not the ones with the
3: with the with the rock. Oh heck,
2: no. And I, I, watch, I watch, I watch, I didn't watch any of the the miniseries. I missed that whole week. But I saw, I caught some of the episodes that were, you know, aside from that. And it it's it's a lot better than I would have anticipated. I think it, it must does. have been a slow DVR day. Hey, it must have been. It's cool.
3: Next question from the Goose. He says. Neil, could you explain in detail what problems you had with the movie No Country for Old Men and the anime Wolf's Reign? Now, I'm going to ask you to limit your answer here to like three minutes. I'm going to turn my mic off. Uh, well, Wolf's
0: Reign, I liked it up until the end. I thought it, it, it just was like a lot of animes where it's, they're good up until the end. I thought kind of the end was just, it was just. It, it didn't fit how good the show was. I thought the show was pretty good, um, up to that point, but it, you know, so many animes that we've had where they're great and it's almost like, um, what the hell? Uh, I hate to use this as a reference, but, uh, the guy in, um, Nadesco, when he talks about Ganger, he's like, I never watched the last episode. And then when he watches it, it's because it's, to- you know, he loved the show, but up until the last episode, it was kind of crap. And, you know, and I, I thought it was, that was the issue with that. I don't really, dislike wolf's reign so i don't know where that's coming from i just thought it was a good show up until the end Uh, i thought the end could have been a little bit tighter um and maybe not as kind of just it just seemed very fell short of its potential yeah it kind of phoned in a little bit um no country for old men oh jeez, where do i begin okay remember you're down to two
3: minutes i'm down to two minutes three minutes overall not three minutes each
0: um, I thought that the baddie was a little overhyped. the The best part was the the, the part with him and the old man in the convenience store. But it, the pacing of the sh- to me, the pacing of the show was very slow. Um, I really didn't give two craps about any of the characters in it. So it was like, as these people died, you didn't really care too too much. Um, I think uh for a show or for a movie that was supposed to be you know such a, a a you know, a departure of movies, people were saying at the time, and it was just like it didn't seem it didn't seem like that to me. I I, I just there was nothing that really compelled me to want to ever watch that movie again. And it was so slow and just kinda so cliched it almost seemed like uh to me that as I'm watching it, when I'm looking at the clock when I'm watching something and then I'm clicking over to see how much this has got left on it, um, that's not a good thing. So I'm sure you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread but uh there was an article that came out i believe a couple days before the um before the actual academy awards this year came out and it did make the list of one of the most overhyped and one of the most um uh not deserving best picture of the year awards on there so uh i think in essence my opinion is probably the opinion of a lot of people out there not the majority but that's okay i am so sure yeah, I mean,
3: <laughs> clearly you are wrong and evil for not worshiping the very ground that the Coen Brothers walk on. Oh, oh well, just man. but and
0: see the, the and, and the and the troll thing would be, and and I'm glad that you bring up that that troll point there, uh, Chris, because in the troll world, because I don't like this movie, and then I probably hate everything that Coen Brothers have done. <laughs> So that you know, because that that there's absolutes and Well, do you have no. you now or have you ever hated a Coen Brothers movie? I don't like No Country for Old Men, but it doesn't mean I don't like the other ones they've done. So, <laughs> I mean, it's he likes just, raising Arizona. There you go. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I'm sorry, I you know, I don't think it was that good, and and like I I'm going to do a
3: Peter here. I'm going to force you tell us one good thing about No Country for Old Men, and it can't be it ends.
0: I just told you. The I think I think the scene with the Frendo scene, the Frendo scene when. He He goes into the convenience store, and he's messing with the old man. There was tension on it and everything like that. But then after that, the movie just kind of fell flat with me on the tension thing. It was like, wow, you had this really intense, really kind of weird scene because you didn't know what this guy was going to do. You know he's a killer. And this old man is kind of clicking in his head. Oh, this is a guy I may not be – should be messing with. And he's messing with me, and I was kind of doing it back. But uh, after that, it just was like, what the hell? And then Woody Harrelson. like, what the, What is going on here? So – Um,
3: Yes, thank you. Time's up. No problem. Okay, next question comes from Yahtzee88. I noticed when you guys spoke of mecha video games that you mentioned the Robot Wars games, but not any of the SD Gundam games. So my hmm. question is, what is your opinion of the SD Gundam games, or rather more specifically the G-Generation series of strategy RPGs, which are very SRW-like, but focus entirely on Gundam? Have any of you ever played them or have heard about them? No. I've heard
0: about them. Heard about I haven't, them. Played them and haven't played them. But if they're like I, SRW, they must be a lot of fun. I have no opinion on it because I haven't played them. So, sorry.
3: All right. Next question um, comes from Mulaflaga. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So don't don't whine to us that we never ask your questions. (laughs) I don't want to hear that crap from you ever again, buddy. Okay. On a recent viewing of something like the movie Top Gun and having seen Macross Plus in the past, it's obvious Macross Plus was influenced by Top Gun as there are a few similarities. Does the Gundam crew agree with this or not? Also, can you think of any brief examples of movies influencing anime creators or inspiring ideas for anime series slash OAVs? Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly yeah. some references. Um, but the thing is, you know, Macross Plus just kind of follows that mold of American movies in general, of like hotshot military guys who don't play by the rules because they're so awesome and they can get away with crap.
0: Yeah, exactly. Top
3: Gun certainly wasn't the first movie to do that, nor was it the last.
0: Yeah. There's there's no gay volleyball scene in Macross either. God, well, as for
2: um, animes that might have been inspired by movies, um, that's a very, pretty broad question. That's
0: yeah, it
3: really is too broad um, to think of anything on the spot.
0: Damn. Uh, t- anything done by James Cameron? <laughs> that would be the inverse. There,
3: that could be something. <laughs>
2: I'd say he's heavily inspired by anime and puts his stuff in those. Um. Well, we're in talking his about movies, anime but, inspired yeah, by movies. Yeah, by movies. Yeah. Oh, by um, movies. Damn. Um. Oh well. Uh. I guess. There's there's a little bit of a Blade Runner and Bubblegum Crisis. My um, dad. That's quite a lot of Blade Runner
3: and Bubblegum Crisis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a
2: whole lot of Philip K.
0: Dick in there. Um, there's a dollop of uh, just of, of Dick <laughs> of uh, Blade Runner and Bubblegum Crisis. Just just enough to to set it. We already, over.
3: We already did all the Dick jokes in um, Chaos Theater. Wow. You know, <laughs> so, so let's let's not do that again let's not let's not trade where we've already, we, we already been. talked about measuring <laughs> things on dick scales so like, wow yeah
0: no i think no i think you're right there are quite a bit i mean we would probably be sitting here all day it could be a, could topic a whole of, episode about that but yeah we're not going to nice all right then
3: uh number two Okay, so this is a quick one. We all know how Chris has always shot down the idea of a Gundam live-action adaptation or movie. Mm-hmm. That said, what would your opinions be if this was tried with something like, say, Code Geass? Code Geass is a lot more interesting show in terms of the characters. The setting of the world was always interesting, and the idea of Geass as this mystical power that can influence people around them, as well as giant mechs being used as weapons of war and all. I think it would be an interesting idea that instead of trying something with a narrow view, something with a wider appeal, it could try to be adapted. Okay, here's the thing. hmm I don't know why it is so many people are obsessed with like live action American adaptations of anime.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I don't know if it's for one of two reasons. One that um,
0: it legitimizes it, anime. It,
3: it legitimizes anime as though somehow it was lacking legitimacy before, and this like makes it an acceptable thing because now it's being turned into live action movies with you know Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever or Brad Pitt. Like that makes it okay and <laughs> right. some weird dirty pervert thing.
0: Leonardo DiCaprio is Lelouch Lamperouge. Or
3: or, you know, just some kiddie thing or whatever the way that anime is viewed by, by filthy outsiders.
0: Kind of like what comic filthy. books are now. Or yeah. it was like 10 years ago you read comic books and you were over the age of 15. It was like, why are you reading comic books? Now it's like it's no big
3: deal. That's the cool thing ever since X-Men. Yeah. So maybe they want that for anime. Okay. Or the other reason, um, you know, waiting waiting for that... that uh, that anime jesus to come along and fix <laughs> anime in america of if you do a live action version of blank then it'll just instantly and magically make anime super popular and mainstream in america
0: but then they would hate it because now it'd be super popular
3: that too so my answer is no code Geass would not be a good idea for a live action movie it's a show about a dude running a revolution out of a high school yeah with oh. robots running around <laughs> and and people with weird eye powers you could do something inspired
0: by it, but yeah, yeah. You, you'd have to change a lot of things. He could not be, you know, 17-year-old high school kid and stuff like that. I mean, you, you'd you have could to use change that so concept it. Yeah, that the it concept wouldn't be recognizable. Yeah. yeah,
3: you'd have to change so much of it that it wouldn't be recognizable as the thing people like. Like, for example, all of the proposed changes to Uncharted. Yeah, for its movie version. So if you have to change so much of it to make it work for an American audience, why even bother calling it that? Yeah, It's, it's not so, worth the journey at all. No, I don't think any anime movie needs to be turned into live action ever. It was made as anime for a reason. Some things translate well, some things don't. So far, all of the attempts to make anime as live action in America have not been good. With yeah, that, and
0: I think, I think the, more or less, the, the moral of this whole thing is you just got to wait for the taste in America to change yeah. where it's more acceptable to watch these things. And that's and that's the only way that it's gonna help it if that's the, the 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 thing that you're trying to envision here. But yeah, I mean once you start changing some things, especially a major part of it, yeah. what it's not even that what you were trying to adapt from anymore. So it doesn't make any sense
3: like like any like anything, um, it depends on it being the right project in the right hands. For example, you have uh, the Hughes brothers doing a pair of live action Akira movies,
2: right? Uh.
3: And I've heard already some people grumbling about not liking that uh, they're Americanizing it by making it Neo Manhattan instead of Neo Tokyo. Jesus, I didn't know that. So I don't know what other kinds of changes there'll be. Who knows? But you know, timid. <laughs> His
2: name is Timmy instead of Tetsuo. <laughs> Akira in name only? Is that what we're going to call this?
3: <laughs> I, maybe so. I mean... Or, or Al. Al. We'll have to see if, <laughs> if and when that movie gets made because... You know, it's it's sort of in development hell. Mm-hmm. But if something has to be changed so much for it to work over here, why even bother? Uh, yeah. I mean, and, for the- and that would happen with Code gear Even with Gundam, yeah. there's no way that a Gundam project could be straight adapted here and work as and what, what, live action and work.
2: And what doesn't give me hope? What doesn't give me hope at all for that is uh, they keep buying the uh, distribution rights so of the, um, the the IPs for these animes and never make movies based upon them. And uh, the few attempts that have been made have been completely terrible. Um I do think there's some manga I uh, manga stories that could be easily adapted into live action like um there's a writer I enjoy or saw, you know the the, the license for really? monster was bought years ago I, I always 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 sing his praises but i always i've always well, said it's, it's it's well deserved yeah. it's
3: just that you always keep
2: coming back oh and yeah one guy always uh, well it's, it's the first guy that comes to mind because his stories all, i think are doable in live action and when i when i read his stories i see them as a movie like um i think master keaton out of all his works would be the easiest thing to translate across as a tv show or a movie easily done there's nothing fantastical about that you can make that live action in an instant and it would be enjoyable but you know, um, if you make these things live action, you kind of take away from this uh, what, well, what somebody, makes it special to begin with. But
3: somebody did want to make Monster as one movie. I think it was yeah. a New Line, and that to me is just a horrible idea because no, it
2: should be three movies easily. But you
3: can't do Monster as one movie. No, it should be a TV show, hands down.
2: Honestly, I honestly. Well, think it that's already is thing. a TV show, which yeah. is my point exactly. Yeah,
3: you're right. <laughs> it's a 74 episode uh, TV, TV show, show, which is the perfect amount to adapt that story, which so. you can watch on Hulu Plus. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, own you the DVDs. sure you sure can't buy it because Viz doesn't seem to want to care to release the the rest of the box sets. What the hell, man? Damn it! Damn so yeah, there's man. there's my answer. If it should be a TV show, it already is. Yeah, but um,
2: yeah, I I, I, I agree with you at least for the most part. All right, um, he's
3: still
0: got that Hopers and Dreamers thing in there. He's I, I think still hoping back there. I'm still we, hoping
2: at least he, Ghost in the Shell sees a lot of day. M- MSG right, uh, still
0: that. we could still do MSG.
2: <laughs> I would like to see MSG done, but um. You know, I don't think it's ever going to be, so... The g and the G-Fighter. <laughs> I'm not asking for all of that. <laughs> all right, but our next ahead. question
3: comes from Bushido, and guys, with this question, we've officially crossed over into 2011. Oh, snap, right on. Okay. Concerning Gundam manga from the main stories and not the side stories, what do you think of them? When I read Gundam Wing and Gundam Seeds manga, they seemed rushed, and compared to the show, a boatload of things were either ignored or quickly glanced over with little to no explanation. And who do you think is the most scariest Gundam in the franchise? For this one, let's exclude the Devil Gundam.
0: Scary in what way? Like, scary, like it scares the hell out of me because it was done so ugly? I mean.
3: <laughs> if, if by. Uh, yeah, well, let's just make it ugly then.
0: Uh, <laughs> what is the ugliest Gundam? <laughs> yes. The, hmm. Ugliest Gundam would probably be. I don't know.
2: I, 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 uh, there, there have been some bad ones, that's for sure. Um, yeah, is this? Strictly- I'm trying to.
0: I'm trying to think of the MSVs because those are the really the bad ones. Yeah, there are some. Um, in there. I know the scariest one was when uh, Luna Maria had the impulse. Because it scared the hell out of me that she give such a crappy pilot, such a,
3: awesome a mass suit.
0: weapon of mass destruction. But
3: <laughs> all right, that's skeptical as an answer, Soul Bro. Uh,
2: Solbro. uh I, I'd say half the suits from um, G Gundam, although they're not side story. Um,
3: oh, Tequila Te- oh, Tequila Gundam and <laughs> stuff. Oh no! What was the one, um,
0: Chris? The the oh, one, your favorite? Gonna... The one from Cuba?
3: <laughs> yeah, the 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 Gundam of my homeland, Ooh, with, with 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 uh, a little Castro hat and, and uh, spider spider arms. <laughs> apparently, apparently, there's lots of spiders in Cuba. I guess I don't know. I've oh never my. been there. Talk of attack of the stereotypical surprise. Gundam. He didn't have his beard. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Gundam of my ancestral homeland of Spain. Oh. Just the giant giant bullhead with a Gundam head and arms Sweet. and legs. Sweet. <laughs> Such thoughtful design.
0: I still think the Mexican one was the worst. It yeah, had that, like that, a sombrero that, that, and like, like that a is poncho. The, that is the perfect example. It's like oh. whoa.
3: Alright, <laughs> so to the first question of uh manga adaptations of Gundam shows, not side stories. Okay. Um, I thought Wings was pretty horrible. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Um I read Seeds. It did everything a little bit differently. Like Nico still got killed, but it was killed in a different way. Like I think he was blocking a beam from the Archangel. He pushed did the old push the guy out of the way. I think mm-hmm. he pushed Atherin out of the way and he bit it that way. He got kind of mood before mood did. <laughs> um but um yeah, it was it was it wasn't that it wasn't as good, I don't think. I don't remember really finishing it, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, some of the other ones I haven't read too many because, you know, unfortunately we don't get too many of them and, um, the ones that we do get kind of translated over, I either haven't read them or, um, that's about it for me. So, uh,
2: I, I, I was, re- I read a little bit of, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 0079, but the one that, um, the, oh yeah, w- the one has that has a special one. place in my heart is Gundam The Origin. Um I haven't read too many adaptations of Gundam series, but that one stands out by far as the best one. Uh other than that, most of the one most of the mangas I've read Gundam related are side stories, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it.
3: Uh definitely Wing I mentioned was not good. That was really bad adaptation. Um mm-hmm. I was... G G was okay. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Uh wasn't too hot on seed. Mm-hmm. Didn't read Sea Destinies and have not read Double O's generally for this reason because of my past experience. Yep. You know. Yeah. Plus, if I'm spending money on manga. I'd rather buy side story material than just an adaptation of Something anime I've I'm already seen.
0: See. Yeah. yeah, I saw the fir- I read the first volume of the Sea Destiny one. And it was a little bit different because they show those guys that got killed. The uh, the other pilots of the the three pilots of the um, what was it? Forbidden the Zap Gundams. Yeah, the ZAP. Or, yeah, Abyss, Forbidden, and the other horrible one.
3: Forbidden is your is uh. Oh,
0: that's my boys. That's from yeah. C. yeah. No,
3: it's it's uh Abyss. Uh, the dog Gaia
0: And the dog Gundam. Chaos.
3: Yeah. There you go. You're making me think of bad memories of these horrible suits. <laughs>
0: sorry, sorry about that.
3: Digging up trauma.
0: Sorry about that. I didn't mean, so mm. yeah, I guess that would be my the dog Gundam for that All other right. question.
3: Uh, next one comes from uh, EA Net dude who who has more of a comment. He says, "Chris, Alberto Vist is the most annoying Gundam character to you, really? Even more annoying than Quest Pariah? Thank you. Yeah, but you know what? Quest is dead.
0: Oh yeah, true. And Alberto, he he lasted a lot longer now because this is what and
3: every and Alberto, every word he says is painful. Yeah, <laughs> coming out of his, his stupid mouth. Yeah, he's yeah.
2: He's a, he's a bit of a douche, man. He might be taking um, he might be taking the uh, the second place trophy on that. I'll have to see
0: when I watch um episode three? episode three when it comes out on Blu-ray. Wink, okay. wink.
3: All right, our next question, a uh, couple of them, but we'll uh skip the first. It's about double O. Comes mm-hmm. from Slyther 2 Row. Right. It says uh, probably an obvious one, but I've been listening to your podcast for under a year, so I'm a complete noob to this entire world of Mecca. I've gotten myself interested. But the long of the short is, how did you get your names or what prompted that particular choice of them? I believe Chris is the only one who uses his real name. It probably didn't take a great amount of time or could have been something thought of on the spot. Well, mm-hmm. for me, my, my parents gave me my name, so that's how I got it.
0: No doubt. Mine came in a vision from God. There you go. Uh, mine, uh, mine came from uh, my love
2: for uh, hip-hop uh, in... in, in um and my love for Street Fighter. Uh, Soul Bro is a reference to uh, uh, Soul Ooh. Brother Number One. That's Pete Rock. Love, my love, love. Actually, borders dangerous obsession with Street no Fighter. No doubt, no doubt. Um, uh, Pete Rock. Uh, he's a famous uh hip hop producer. He's produced a lot of the songs I enjoy. And um, Ryu, of course, comes from Street Fighter. So I just blended the two. There you go.
3: All right. Uh, here's another targeted question from him. I've heard Sobro talk a lot about them a few times, but I'd like mm-hmm. to know what his opinions are on the late Brian Daly and James Luceno's Robotech novels. Personally I think they're pretty good, four out of five on the MHQ scale, and what he or anyone else thinks of the fact that the novels seem to be the only evidence of the American creators making open recognition of the Japanese studios, i.e. books six of the novels or at least the reprints credits the Studio New, Kawamori, and Mikimoto. Mm-hmm. When at the time, the specific visionaries behind such animes were not even mentioned at all. The shows were, but not the people behind them.
2: Yeah, the the books didn't try to hide it at all. Um, they they added little elements that they they probably already picked up or knew from the uncut versions of the shows and put them into the novels. Um, I've read them all. I, I, I as far as I know, I've I've read every last one of them, including the end of the circle. And um, I, I may I always make mention of that until we talk about Robotech because I I'm so pissed that uh. The uh what's it? The Shadow Chronicles OVA, which you know completely just over, you know, just completely sweeps aside a lot of the stuff that was established in the novels. And they're very well written. Uh, they're very uh, enjoyable if you can find those books. I, I and you enjoy Robotech or even Macross. You may want to give them a shot. Uh, I I I enjoyed them all, and I grew up reading those. Are they still making those? Um, I think they might still be. They're printed by Dell Ray, so they might still print them.
0: No, I mean, are they? Are these guys still writing new stories, or are well, them just dead? A, one, one of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Away. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know.
3: But um, one of them is. Well, the, the, it said in the question, the late.
0: Oh, <laughs> I thought he was late for the party. I don't know. <laughs> He was late to Robotech.
2: Yeah, the the combined author's name is Jack McKinney, and if you can find those books, I'd say check them out.
3: All right. Uh, Next question comes from Nasty Nate, who says, Hey, guys, just wondering what forums besides mechatalk.net do you like to visit from time to time for anime, mech, and other stuff?
0: Oh, of course, 4chan. None,
3: because MechaTalk is the best there is. <laughs> of
0: course, 4chan, because I like to hear how um, we uh, were complete slaves to Bandai, and we've never said an ill word about any uh, Gundam show, even though I think the only one that we never really was critical about any of the parts of it when we did Gundam Roundup, I believe, was uh, maybe Turn A. And or I think
3: or oh, I'm, a, I'm a butthurt uh, asshole, or whatever it was.
0: UC Elitist, and, and all this just... stuff all and, that stuff. And we have to let Solbro talk more because he doesn't talk enough.
3: And he's the most charismatic guy of all of us, yeah. no doubt. And, and if you guys didn't know,
2: I'm the black one. <laughs> Solbro Obama as, here. As pointed out on the 4chan 4 gum. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You were oh, the yeah. black one. The black yes. one. There you go. Don't got a name. I'm just the black one. <laughs> So I should change my name to that. That would be awesome.
0: Probably
3: copyrighted. Now I go towards the black one? <laughs> the black one. <laughs> I, yeah, I like prefer- how Jody Foster is the brave one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
2: as to f- other forums that I frequent, um, I do check out our Anime Addicts Anonymous forums pretty often. And um, I also uh, check out, um, I guess if we're sticking with anime, that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> okay neil i told you 4chan and uh of course i can never i can never go anywhere outside of mecca talk because it's in my contract with chris there you go he actually uh monitors my ip addresses to make sure that i'm not going to other um forums so i get other misinformation that he doesn't want me to know because he tells me everything and all my opinions uh, how i should be so
2: keep your opinions hermetically sealed
0: yes there you go i'm um, He's very draconian like that. It's like I don't people. I know, it's a joke. It's yeah. it's
3: on yeah. it to be clear, it's a joke. Yes. We kid. Or is it?
0: <laughs> oh god.
3: Uh as for me, I don't visit that many it's anime sports bur- anymore because
0: it's, it's British Superman all over again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they they don't interest me as much. I do uh, lurk a lot, and I used to post a lot more on Macross World, which I know Nasty Nate is a part of. Oh, no doubt. So that's a good forum to visit if you like uh, talking about Macross all the time. And what else do we have? Keep on coming. Oh, the Prog Noob uh, has more of a suggestion. Uh, anyway, I'd like to ask some advice on general buying of model kits. It would be great if you guys can discuss a little more about modeling on Gundam. Buy an MG kit or paint a cheap second-hand toy into something that looks like an MG model. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that a $599 EVA Unit 2 figurine isn't very good. Well, uh, we're probably not going to be doing uh, much more modeling topics on here because now we're making a whole podcast out of that. So I would suggest you listen to that podcast, Laplace's Box, when it comes out in April.
0: And probably too... um we've when we've had andreas on we've had links to his things so he'd probably be the best person to shoot an email about or you know comment on something like that Mm -hmm. so
3: yeah so he's gonna have his own little playground to talk about that stuff all the time so better to have him talk about than us yeah go go right to the expert rather than to the uh Ill-informed middlemen.
2: Cut out the middlemen. Exactly right. Go to the wholesaler.
3: Next, we have a question from the gatekeeper who says, "Ho ho! I know you hate trolls, but what do you think of healthy debates? Debates are not that bad. Sometimes it's good to hate. Ironically, my name is Austin, really. What do you think of my idea, hate for health? Ask the general to join, please. Well, he can't be here for this question, but uh, answering on his behalf, um, I think that he would say that hate is... um, a way of life, and mm-hmm. um, I've taken to calling him the. Um, when it comes to g- hating on on games, he's the Rorschach Shock of, of video games. Sweet, <laughs> and and he's happy to he, he's happy to embrace that title.
0: And and you always have to remember with uh, with the general, it is always educated hate. This isn't a guy that just hates because he saw a picture or something he like that. He
3: watches horrible shows, <laughs> hate on them. Knowledgeable,
0: so much so much better things to do with your time. <laughs>
3: Hey, I'm sure the same could be said of you and your addiction to Netflix and Hulu Plus, huh? No doubt. I'm sure
2: he'll bring that up when we finally meet up again, one of these days, and soon. I know that he
3: will because I will remind him to. Oh, don't worry, man. Well,
2: I've, I've already got my, I've already got my, um, my retorts all set up. So watch and out, he'll Austin. He'll shoot them all down. Oh, but anyway, he can, he can uh, to the meat
3: of the question, uh, th- there is nothing wrong with debates. The thing is that, um, you know, in the internet, everything in every whether it's politics, news, video games, movies, anime, everything is just so um, on edge now because you have so much uh, trolling of people hiding behind the cloak of anonymity and everything is so polarized that you don't see much healthy debates anymore. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's, it's people, it's, it's almost like, you know, when people talk about when a guy gets a couple beers in him and he starts acting the way he never acted before, mm-hmm. the courage in the can, it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's courage behind a screen. Yep. and it's it's internet, so easy internet tough guys yeah it's it's so easy to have some stupid name and sit there and say oh well you're 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 full of crap and you know your opinion is you're you're an idiot and blah blah blah, and then actually have healthy debate and I think that um in our you know no trolls for two thousand eleven um campaign that we uh we're trying to get that because i don't have a problem like my comment we said earlier with this whole thing with 4chan it's like you know if you're gonna sit there and say stuff about us if you don't like my opinion or something like that that's fine but don't make up things and, and th- say oh well you guys are just butt kisses for uh because i've never heard them say anything bad about a gundam show oh really <laughs> jeez but um we we've even been critical about zeta and stuff and we think yeah. that those are some of the best shows but you know yeah i th- i think i think the problem that we have in society right now and the society as a whole is um the internet the the internet is a great tool for interaction and stuff but people are losing a lot of their humanity and a lot of their courtesy and class when it comes to how to interact with people to see it every day so i.e our friend um mr transformers bible himself mr heart and soul (laughs) yes the internet lacks heart and soul it's just there to sell you toys so
3: he also asks what do you think of my movie idea, Chris's Counterattack? Neo could be Amro and Solbro could be the real rock guy.
0: Oh, really? That's what I can be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to be Amro because he's got bad hair, and he's 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 too stuck up on Lala. He kind of
2: but, worked his hair out by the time yeah. counter-attack came along. Beforehand, I, yeah. He, yeah
3: he, I just I just want to say one thing, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I do abhor violence. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, now, now now—the thing I could, I could jump out of a moving jeep, though. I mean, I do like action sequences, so I wouldn't mind playing that part. There you go, jumping out and you know doing a flying uh, spear to to Chris.
3: (laughs) That's the Michael Bay in you. Yeah. All right, we got two more questions to wrap this up. One of them comes from our our pal Vent Noir all, all right. right are there any major mecha franchises that you just weren't able to get into in my case get robo <laughs> i know it's historically significant and i know people who gush about how badass the characters are but it just never appealed to me wow
2: um
0: i like Getter robo
2: i like it. i like get robo too franchises i don't know about franchises uh i do know about individual shows like uh as, as much as i love uh takahashi's works gassaraki was a hard watch for me I could not. Uh, I could. I. I only got up to episode eight before I just tapped out. I think I'll give the series another run now that I've seen his some of his other stuff. But yeah. Um. That. That's the first thing that springs to mind. I know you have a problem with uh, Rosavan.
0: Yeah.
3: But you watched it thoroughly. That's a, that's a one shot show. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a one shot show. we talking about franchises here with multiple shows. Shoot. Uh,
0: M. D. Geist. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> In one man's that mind. It's a franchise. OBA franchise. And one man. Only if you're
0: only if you're uh, John O'Donnell. No doubt.
2: <laughs> he really re- re- 4 or five times, so you'd think it would be a franchise.
0: I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I can really think of an actual franchise I don't like. There might be incarnations of that franchise, and I'm a little eh on. But I I would say for most of them, I'm pretty good. I know one,
2: hmm. and I might be taking some of Chris's thunder, but um, Zoids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zoids, uh, yeah. I, I thought yeah, it was cool, I'm not into
0: Zoids. but I could not get that's into true. it. That's yeah. true, yeah.
3: That is a franchise.
0: Oh,
2: by far
3: yeah. it is. Well, yeah, I, I could say Zoids, that would be one. Um, another one, I guess, Mecha-related that I tried, but I just couldn't get into, Kamen Rider.
2: Oh, right on.
1: Yeah, that's but true. But then that again, I
3: just, I just I just yeah. can't get into Tokusatsu in general. It's just really, it doesn't appeal to me. Power Rangers I, would be, I, go ahead. Power Rangers, I watched for the lulls when I was young. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kamen Rider, I tried to watch, didn't do anything for me. I watched uh, some of the recent Ultraman, didn't do anything for me. I just don't like Tokusatsu; it just doesn't appeal to me in any shape or form. I
0: like Ultraman, but yeah, I wasn't too. What was it Ultraman Tigre or whatever it yeah. was? I couldn't get down with that one for some reason. I don't know. I know Chris is not too big, and this is more of an American adaptation thing. But um,
2: I know Chris is not too big on Voltron either. Um, you know, it was. I guess it was fun to him as a as a as a passing fancy as a child, but. Um, coming up in uh, in today's age i guess you find it laughable and it's funny because those those movie rights are up for grabs right now for voltron so um we might be seeing a live action movie of that in the future and probably a bad one but um i can't think of
3: much on my own all right our our last question comes from tip noob this is a very oh. serious biting journalistic question word to sobro just a thought how much money can i give you to give up street fighter forever
2: oh man well, um, see that that it, it, you worded the question. Give up Street Fighter? That means I don't have to give up K.O.F. or um, Blaze Blue or even um, Darkstalkers or any other. Offshoot I series just said street, street Fighter. Just Street Fighter. I don't know. I, I don't know if I if there was enough money in the world because I would just take that money and buy Street Fighter stuff with it. So. basically
3: <laughs> he's 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 uh, Well no, no, yeah. no, no. What just Redford, said for and no. he's uh he's indecent proposing you to give us Street as Fighter. For you are life. Woody Harrelson and mm-hmm. Street Fighter is Demi, Demi Moore. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you couldn't. You like he he just said though, I if I got the money then I would just go buy a Street Fighter. Yeah, no, well, if you did that, you would, would, that, would, you'd would you'd have to pay him back.
2: And then I would I would get myself I would screw myself up cuz I don't know. I don't think I could. I don't think I could for Are you no serious? amount of money. Um, if a
0: guy gave you fifty thousand dollars right now, you wouldn't give up Street Fighter for the rest of your life. If someone gave you a billion dollars, would you give up beer? Yeah, probably. Because I can go to liquor. I,
2: I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, I like beer, but I also oh, like I also like a good martini, and I you know. And
3: I also like money.
0: Yeah, yeah you know, I do like, I like money, money too. Money more than beer. I'll tell well, you what. And, the,
3: and the thing uh, is, is,
0: you know, beer, that, that's more of a thing of a, that's a health, that's a health thing. Yeah, you could true. say that's more of a health thing. You, got, you can benefit from that. Um, I mean, if, if somebody gave you $50,000 right now and said, you got to sell all your Street Fighter, you can't buy any of it for the next, yeah, but 50, for the rest of enough. your life. It ain't enough. Um, Are you serious?
2: Yeah, I would say my price tag to buy me out of my Street Fighter stock is probably about 25 mil. And five is that adjusted mil. for inflation? Adjusted for like inflation. Like over inflation. the life, go. over
0: your lifetime? There you go, exactly.
3: With interest? Wow, twenty-five million. twenty-five mil. Okay, so bro, then I'll 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 up the ante on this question for you since uh, you have such a high price for Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. What would it cost to give you for you to give up all Capcom forever? Wow, you guys are being quite hard. (laughs) Any single game that has Capcom, whether it's Street Fighter, NBC. Bionic Commando, wow, dude. Ghouls and Ghosts, Mega Man,
2: whatever. Really? They're, they're, other than Arc System Works, are the only company putting out consistently good fighting games right now. I'm talking about fighting
3: games. I'm talking about every single Capcom game from this point forward, and that has mm-hmm. come out up to now. You can never again touch a Capcom game in your life. Wow. Not,
0: not even at Best Buy. Can't dude, even pick it up out steep. of the thing.
2: Um, I'd have to say maybe a hundred mil, hundred mil. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say because that's compound interest, man. That's that's a uh, that's a whole lot
3: of uh, abstaining.
0: Yeah, I, but money's worth now more now than you have it in your hands than it is five years from now. So if you go, I mean,
3: well, somebody better get Bill Gates on the line to pony up the. Uh, hey, man. Well, the let money me ask the, you this for this, for this wager.
0: Let, let, let's put some, let's put some let's put some perspective on this this question here. Right on, money man. If go somebody ahead. if somebody was to ask to um, you like coffee. But somebody would say, "You, you got to give up coffee for the rest of your life." How much would that cost you? Uh, like, how much do they have to give you to give up
2: coffee for the rest of my
0: life? Yeah, just hey, like Street
2: Fighter. Hey, you guys put a price tag on everything. Shoot, um, I love coffee,
3: man. I, I don't think. Wow. Um, how much would I have to pay you to give up Netflix and Hulu <laughs> forever? Oh my God! Well, just go sell to, pay to say give TV. TV dbr <laughs> forever <laughs> see what i'm what i'm what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to quantify
0: your deadly obsession with street fighter because what i find funny about this whole question is it's just street fighter like you said there's yeah, so many other fighting games that out you there you really and it's,
2: enjoy and has been a part of your life for a very long time
0: it's, it's a freaking game man huh? it's a game though i mean yeah, it's not it's like it raised you did it raise you <laughs> maybe and, like, maybe it did <laughs> I don't know I mean it's 25 million though I mean my god oh my god it's not like it's not like um, you'd be giving up fighting games or anything like that it's you know well, what can I do um I,
2: I can't I can't uh I, I don't know um to give a coffee probably 50 mil um to be Jesus honest Jesus
3: Christ man yeah you're I, expensive
2: I am expensive as hell man if it, it better be worth my while if I'm gonna give it up so yeah that's that's my answer <laughs> Deep pockets only,
3: well, no damn. doubt. Yeah, exactly. You
2: come, you got to bring it. That that
3: wraps up then uh, this expanded mailbag, and we're gonna jump into our first segment.
0: All right, cool. All right, all right. Well, thanks, Chris, and uh, we'll be uh, getting going, like Chris said, into our first segment here with uh, Ghost and Shell Roundup. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. You're driving along, you're driving along, and all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the backseat, I gotta go to the bathroom, daddy! Not now, Gun. Damn it. From a time long ago, in a basement far away, there comes a time when there's only one hero to protect us all from the trolls, warranted and unwarranted. Is it him? Against... Gundam Sea Destiny. It appears destiny is firmly on my side. It, what? There stands a man who alone will defend the honor of said show for all to enjoy.
1: You're something that shouldn't have been allowed to exist, boy! Just shut up!
0: His name rings out and is like curses to those evil deoers.
1: If people learned of your existence, THEY WOULD WANT TO BE JUST AS YOU ARE!
0: (sighs) That name? CHANDMAN 025! DEFENDER OF DESTINY!
1: You shouldn't blame me! This is mankind's dream! Mankind's desire! Mankind's destiny!
0: Coming this fall on WSBR, your home for DVR hits.
3: Wow, this is pretty cool! Greetings, I am Andrew Cook the host of Pretentious Internet Theatre. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you, at tinyurl.com pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes Pretentious Internet Theatre. Who shot you in the ass? Who? That who would be you? Me? I shot you? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was shooting.
2: Yeah, I was, I did a lot of shooting. I mean, but I, I, I ain't saying I shot you in the ass. I mean, I, I ain't saying I didn't shoot you. But come gun- damn! Somebody shot you in the ass. Tell me about it. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. Hey
3: everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This is Chris, and we're going to be kicking off our twofer of GIT's roundups with this, the fourth installment. And for this one, we're going to be covering Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, the sequel from 2004 directed by Mamoru Oshii.
0: Isn't it colon innocence? It it is indeed. Ghost in the Shell 2 colon innocence.
3: Well, the funny thing is, in Japan, it's just... Innocence, right? Because Ghost in the Shell, the original one didn't do as well in Japan as it did here, mm-hmm. but in America, it's known as Ghost in the Shell Two: Colon Innocence. Nice, <laughs> much
0: better than Colon Death Force. <laughs> Absolutely, Empty guys, too. Well, like we ahead our of ourselves.
3: Yeah. So this movie, uh, it is a sequel to the original film, and thus not related to the standalone complex. Universe, Uh, Mm -hmm. Mamoru Oshii is back in the director's chair. But this time he also wrote the script. And uh, you'll find out later on why that's not necessarily a good thing. (laughs) So, um, this movie takes place in 2032. It's been some time since the end of the first movie. And the major is still gone. So now, Ato sort of has taken her place at Section 9. And Togusa is his sort of un- unwilling partner in an investigation, and the thrust of this movie is it's a story about a company called Locus Solus that um, is sort of making these uh, pleasure dolls, but to make them have a little bit of an extra kick, they kidnap little kids off the street and all over the place, and they have a factory where... Um, They do this thing called ghost dubbing that um, sort of like copies the ghosts of these children into these horbots to make them more human. (laughs) The problem is that um, the more you dub the ghosts, uh, the more it degrades the quality of the original to the point where eventually um, these kids are left like completely mindless. It's sort of like when you copy on a VHS tape, if everyone still remembers what those things are, (laughs) you copy on it over and over and over again, the video quality gets worse. Exactly. So uh, this company, Locus Solus, uh, they have a ship that operates in international waters so that they're not subject to any nation's laws. And to get to that endpoint, Bato and Togusa have to go through this journey of uh, fighting Yakuza, um, getting caught in strange mind traps having very long philosophical debates amongst themselves and with criminals Mm -hmm. and uh, with very pretty CG backgrounds. (laughs) And then once Bato goes on his uh, solid snake... Oh, yeah. And I say that because Bato and Snake's Japanese voice actors are the same. Same man, yeah. He goes on his solid snake raid on his sneaking mission, and um, he gets a little backup in the form of the Major who takes control of one of these whorebots and helps him out for a few minutes.
2: Hey, you can tell her, she's, she's possessed because of the blue eyes. <laughs> um, that are, I, guess, I guess that's the only uh, signature thing on that, that particular robot that she took over. But um, Well, the fact
0: that she was also kicking Major ass. Yeah, she was. She was. She was.
3: Even though it was just a little simple horror bot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the basic thrust of the story. Um, I want to mention the it's kind of interesting. The movie had sort of a strange release pattern in America, mm-hmm. as it was originally licensed by DreamWorks and released under their Go Fish label to release you know foreign films. Mm-hmm. But all they ever released under it was this Millennium actress and two non-anime movies. Oh. And the thing that pissed a lot of people off about this release was number one, it wasn't dubbed. Right. Yeah. And two, they borked the subtitle track because it was closed caption.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can attest so, to that. I remember the, I had it. I, so you that, had
3: fun things like, you know, things like guns firing. Birds chirping. Dog barking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Bato depressed. No, it didn't say Bato. that.
0: No, it did, because I, uh, um, I have that release of, on the DVD, and... Um, yeah, that, that's I was sitting there watching it, and after like the first three minutes, I'm like, "Why the hell does it keep saying birds chirping and horn honking and <laughs> computer sound and stuff like this?" And then I think maybe a week or two later, that's when they instituted their um, the the replacement policy where you just went oh online, gosh. they sent you an envelope, and they gave you the right one, and then you had to um, send the other one back. So
3: yeah, the interesting thing is that in the UK, the movie was licensed by Mangler. Oh so nice. Mangler they did their own dub and then eventually they uh, come up
0: on the they come up on the titles though on the release that I have. It's you have Dreamworks and then Mangler and then Go Fish. Cuz I watched it I watched it yesterday cuz I hadn't I hadn't seen it since it came out and uh, I noticed that. I was like, "Oh, Mangler Entertainment." Nice.
3: There you go. And then about 2 years ago, somehow the rights ended up falling into Bandai's hands and they released it on DVD and Blu-ray. So they went and they did an entirely new dub, but using the the English cast from Standalone Complex.
0: Amen. Yeah, I need to I need to get that. I think that, it's time to sell that DVD. When I
2: refreshed uh, my viewing of the movie, that's the version I watched, and so did it was I. it was uh it was definitely
0: a blessing. <laughs> I watched the crappy version.
3: It it helped. It was it was nice, you know, because having um, rewatched Standalone Complex dubbed recently, uh, it was kind of nice to just continue flowing into that and have those same voices. Yeah. In that, but anyway, um, let's get to our thoughts about the movie. Uh, Sobra, what did what did you think about Innocence?
0: Oh, man. Well, come on, Switzerland. No, I'm not going to be Switzerland. Stay completely on the fence.
3: Uh, I'll 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 point out some what people I... like this, but I can see yeah. why others wouldn't. Yes. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, Oshi is definitely a man of of, of three things. That's a man that loves his rotoscoping. Cause there's a shitload in this movie, and I I like rotoscoping too, where they where they do a lot of that motion capture for each character, and it makes it look really fluid. Um, which makes this movie look incredible when they when they pull off the the set pieces. Especially my favorite scene is uh the scene in the uh in the store where Bato pretty much loses his shit for a moment when he gets hacked into.
0: It. <laughs> it's just very surreal. But I um, didn't like that as much as him going up to the Akusa and. Oh, that was he cool. He kept too. saying he was just gonna go and talk to them the whole time, and oh, just yeah. ends up blowing the crap out of all of them. <laughs> Togus is like, "I thought you were gonna talk to them." I was like, "Well, I think this they is showed a conversation. We <laughs> <could> went." <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like the uncle on uh, South Park. He mm-hmm. says, Head right for us.
2: I almost got Togus killed too, but uh, that was a very good set piece, also. Uh, uh, the other two things that uh Oshi loves are his uh musical montages of uh of scenery
3: <laughs> which uh, I can already guess what your third one is.
2: And the third one, oh god, if, if no if, if it's no, you before me. you say it, Chris, what do you think it is? <laughs> Let's see. Basset hounds. But yes, um, his Basset Hound is definitely oh, his yeah. obsession, and it shows in this movie. Cause you see that dog. I thought the first move, the first movie that he directed had that dog in it plenty, but this movie takes it to a whole new level. For no reason at all. <laughs> For no reason. And you know, I, I like dogs too, but it's like, dude, Oshi, every film you make, your dog has to appear in it, even on the movie poster. Come on, homie. <laughs> we get it. You like Basset Hounds, and 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 it's cool to see Bato. Actually, um, you see that. That caring side of him, because, you know, he's hard on the outside, gooey on the inside. He's a mopey teddy bear. But, you know, they had practically a porn scene (laughs) of of dog caring porn where, you know, you see Bato taking care of his dog, feeding it, putting vitamins in his bowl. You know, all this care he's taking towards his dog. A scene that probably runs about five minutes. And it gives you a little insight in his character and how lonely he is. But still, uh, you know, it's like, wow, you 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 really love your dog, Oshi. You really do, and it shows in this movie.
3: But um, didn't hey, oh, Paul, yeah. does that remind you of that line from uh, Galactic Heroes, the 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 man who is loved by no one, but is loved a by a dog?
0: Exactly, <laughs> Overstein. <laughs> Except Bata is a Bata is a little bit more likable to everybody mm-hmm. than Overstein is. But yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah because uh, what
0: is it the uh the dog eats is i mean Bato it even it, do it, it, the 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 care of showing bato take the dog's ears out of the bowl because mm-hmm. it's sitting there eating oh and, yeah and you have dogs with big flappy ears sometimes they get their their ears get stuck in their dog bowls and uh, he's f- doing that and then he goes to the uh, in the recliner with bato it's just like Sleep, oh man falls asleep on his lap you know it's like man it's funny though because if you think about it it's like uh didn't uh didn't the sheriff in the Dukes of Hazzards have a uh yeah he had a basset bass hound. hound yep Bato so, Boss Hog Bato is the Japanese uh sheriff from Dukes of Hazzards <laughs> he's the Japanese Boss Hog what <laughs> no it wasn't Boss Hog it was oh, uh Enos? uh Rosco Pico train he had
2: oh a, yeah I guess yeah I guess it yeah. would be Roscoe. but yeah I, he 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 really loves his dog and um. Uh, overall i think i think it's worth at least a watch um <laughs> is it as good as the first movie no uh, well that that's a lot of things are just worth a watch no, it's not a bad movie either it's just it's too it, there's something missing and I, I i hate the fact that section 9 after getting used to watching standalone complex where section 9 has so many noticeable members that he scales back the members of section 9 in his movies there's no 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 bo- um pa- pause is not there um Boma's oh, no not Boma? there, and neither is Saito, one of the coolest people in Section 9. Nowhere to be found in the, in the...
0: I can't remember if he's in the first movie or not, but he's definitely not in the second. Yeah, that doesn't bother me as much, because I mean, in, a, in a movie, I think, because yeah. you have less time, you don't have as much time to maybe have those, because... You could have all those people, and then you might be going, "Well, they have all these guys, but you never got to see them. You just got to see them in the background." Yeah,
2: but the next movie we're going to be but,
0: talking about, you had plenty of time to show them, and it's,
2: it's not, it's they're, they're comparable in length. So I, I think there, there was time for that, but you know.
0: But it's a different oh, type of story. It's yeah, supposed to be an introspective about Bato, Bato and everything. So, it, and that's
2: the main thing I like about this movie is that it is about him, and pretty much how he's coping Bato's with the loss of the major and, and you know. Just pretty much it's a focus on Bato and Bato is always an interesting character you know, no matter what the format but um it, 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 I guess my major complaint about it is that it, it you know you get to see a lot less of section 9 and uh, there's a lack of the major which is understandable because you know she's pretty much you know she's she's gone from section 9 she's off doing her own thing and she's practically a fugitive so <laughs> so she can't really be around but she's helping Bato in her own way and um for the most part I, I, I it's the Ghost in the Shell movie I probably enjoy the least out of all the ones that have come out. Um it's it's gorgeous, but it's just missing that, that oomph that I, I expect from Ghost in the Shell. And okay. I'll, I'll...
3: Neil.
0: Um it's funny because when I first saw the movie I thought it was really good and then I hadn't seen it since then and and this was a couple years ago. Um and now that I watched it again, I don't like it as much. And <laughs> I think that I, I, I think it's okay, but it's just what we talked about five minutes with the dog yeah like the whole kind of mine mine f sequence it was it was just kind of it was really long and I understand why it was done but it, I think it could have been a little bit a little bit more um, you know a little bit better paced um, it does look gorgeous I mean you look at some of that stuff and it is amazing especially the um, when the parade is going on mm-hmm. you know the those big floats and stuff the I mean musical stuff, montage yeah yeah um, I don't really have a problem that Section nine's not in it as much because, like you stated, we do have the other shows. So, yeah. an hour and 40 minute movie because I'm not seeing Pazu or those guys, it's not killing me. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I understand it's about, you know, Lonely Teddy Bear Bato. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the long uh, philosophical conversations that all the characters get into in this movie? He must have been wa he must have, j- I felt like I was watching the Matrix, the third <laughs> Matrix movie at the end with, um, what is it? The architect or whatever that guy, the guy in the, the guy in the white suit, mm-hmm. Colonel Sanders, and that whole talk, that whole talk they had to sit there and go through, and yeah, it just seemed like it was about 20 minutes too long. And you know, it music's great. Um, yeah. You know, you would expect that from Ghost in the Shell. Um, Kenji Kawai from Double um, O, I believe.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know the, the original movie. And the and the original movie, of course. And <laughs> almost everything else that Mamoru Oshii does. Color Me slipping. But
0: you know, um, looks great, uh, holds up pretty well. But I'd have to say too, in the um, in the scheme of the three movies, I think it is the weaker of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, I think um, I, I think it's pretty solid. And I think it's uh, something that if you're a big fan of Ghost in the Shell, you'll probably enjoy it. I don't yeah. know how casual fans would like it as much uh, because it is it was a little, a little kind of preachy at points um almost a little um not as bad as like Cross zero Ooh. but uh could be you know there's a l- little bit there so but that's pretty much it my thoughts
3: all right uh basically i would say and we'll talk about this more in the next segment but i think that um solid state society is the movie that this movie should have been yeah yeah because um I've only seen the movie twice. I saw it during the original theatrical release when it was shown in a few theaters. So oh, it was awesome. a great experience there. And then I watched it on uh, Blu-ray getting ready for this segment. Mm-hmm. And it didn't hold up as well over the years. But I had some of the same, a lot of the same problems now that I did then. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with this movie is, out of the many that it has... Well, first let me say what I liked. Because what I like, unfortunately, is outnumbered by what I don't like. Ooh, uh, Definitely the animation is gorgeous. Yeah. Even from the opening scene when Bato is walking through that dirty alley and mm-hmm. you see like the dirt and the grime on the walls and the flashing lights, it really helps build upon that first movie showing that this is like a really, even though it's the future, it's a really lived in future. Mm-hmm. And that it's, not that it's not that far from our future to be unrecognizable, that it's almost the same. Yeah. You know, that that there's all these, for all of the glitter and the gold, there's a lot of really scummy areas too. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and it does that does it very well. The CG animation is great. You know, the opening sequence, uh, the parade sequence, all of the weird things when they go to that guy's mansion. Uh, the soundtrack, of course, by Kenji Kawaii is great. He is a master of getting the most out of not too much music. Yeah. You know, just some drums here and there to set a rhythm, to set a background rather than other scores that are just really bombastic and loud, and they try too hard to be there. Yeah. That's one of the best things that he does. Uh, what I don't like, my chief complaint is, there's not enough of a story to this movie. Yeah. If you think about it, it boils down to, um, captive children are being, um, having their ghosts copied into Horbots, so they start a killing spree so that someone gets their attention. Yeah. And can mm-hmm. rescue them. That could have been the story of an ep, one standalone episode <laughs> of Standalone <laughs> Complex. Yeah. You know, whorebots on killing spree, is that, is that enough fodder for, an hour and 40 minute movie, especially with, you know, like um, they threw in like the Yakuza angle, they threw yeah. in like, the conspiracy angle of like different governments and this corporation having this ship in extra legal uh, territory, mm-hmm. you know, into international waters. And, you know, it just seems like they're trying to stretch a small idea into a big feature. Yeah. It doesn't quite work.
2: On top of that, uh, uh, Ghost in the Standalone Complex covered the whole ghost stepping thing as well. I mean, in, in a different way, but it it seemed to be that episode of that show seemed to be more compelling than than you know the overall plot of this movie, which you know is is saying a lot <laughs> when it comes to that. Even the uh the manga where the story this is based off of um was more compelling, you know, than than this movie. It it yeah um it's just. It's, God, I, I can't put my finger on it. It's just not there. But go
3: ahead. Yeah. Um, also, one of the things you mentioned that you liked, this movie was about Bato, is one of the things that I disliked about this movie. Wow. And the reason is mm-hmm. some characters who are side characters, supporting characters, are that way for a reason. Yeah. You know, sometimes supporting characters can can rise to the task <laughs> of being the star of something in their, their own right. Mm-hmm. Perfect example, um, Captain Jack Harkness on Torchwood. Right. You know, started off as a supporting character on Doctor Who, had a lot of charisma, had, had a, an interesting story, became the star of his own show. We've seen a lot of examples of that, but Bato is the sort of character. Um, he's he he is complex and he is an interesting guy, but not in the way that you want to follow a story about him for two hours. Yeah, especially the way he is in this movie because he really is just a really mopey teddy bear <laughs> who's just been. Eternally depressed ever since the major uh, parted ways with him at the end of the first movie, and he's just not uh, a guy that anyone wants to be around. Even Togusa, when he gets seen up with him, he's like, "Look, I'm not here because I want to be here. Oh, because <laughs> the old man stuck me here with you." Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how far this guy has fallen into his like self pity and his sadness, and that doesn't make for someone that's an interesting character to follow. Someone who's in that sort of an emotional state.
0: Yeah, I could agree with that because the whole the whole depressing part about it, it's almost like you know he just keeps crying about it, and you know they had episodes in the in the series where you saw like the thing when he had the um uh you know he was doing the boxing and stuff like that, and you get to see kind of the background of this guy, and he is kind of interesting, but I think it's because those were a little bit more interesting because he was happier at that time you know he gets to look at the major but this this guy mm-hmm. yeah he is it's just because that that whole thing when he goes home and feeds the dog it's like man this is pretty damn depressing
2: you don't think it's, it might be um Oshi's way that he writes the character as opposed to the interesting stories that we got in standalone complex because i think bato has got a
0: rich history on his own i, I think that, he does you know, you know you he's know.
3: he's he he was a soldier right and, but you're yeah, but you you know.
0: didn't, you're not getting the point though the thing is is that he is but the the thing is is in this it's it's just like, oh, the Major's it's not all here. all about his oh, depression uh, about yeah. the Major. It's like...
3: His whole, his like, every single aspect of his life is impacted by his depression about the major. That doesn't make for an interesting character in a movie, especially a movie that is really not that action-packed, and it's about a lot of talking. That is true. And I say this as a, I'm a huge fan of Amoru Oshis movies, even mm. movies that, he've, that he's written that are slowly paced like Jinro. I have mm. no problem at all with slowly paced movies, but this movie is so slowly paced and is filled with so many <laughs> Oshiisms like the dog... To the point of, I would say, almost being self-indulgent. Yeah. You know, it feels uh, that way. The first movie was not written by him. It was written by Kazunori Ito, who also wrote the Pat Labor movies and who was the creator of Dot Hack. I think this movie would have been much better served if someone else were the screenwriter instead of Oshi. Yeah, of course. Um, all of the philosophizing, Bato and Togusa just tossing around quotes, Aramaki tossing around quotes, the criminals that they interrogate tossing around quotes. It's like mm-hmm. it's like I'm sitting in a philosophy lecture with really fancy CG backgrounds. <laughs>
2: That's true. <laughs> did you get that Merchant Ivory feel when watching this?
3: <laughs> yeah, almost. You know, and you can have philosophical discussion. You know, the first movie did it. San Antonio mm-hmm. Complex does it. But you don't need to do it with so much exposition of these guys just like, well, you know, a man cannot live alone because of blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's what Kant said. Whatever. That's just an example. You know, and then you resp- somebody else responds with, well, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. that's, I, that's, just, know I get tired
0: of the, uh, I get tired of the, uh, what is it, the quote fest in, in movies. Yeah. A, a lot a of movies first. and things. It's like that one guy says one thing and then the other guy says, you know, right back at him. It's like, I understand that that's a literary tool, but sometimes it's just done too much. And
3: yeah, I didn't know that cops were, that, that all, um, Cops in, in 2030 Japan had uh, philosophy degrees.
2: <laughs> and, and a red paradise lost.
3: And, and apparently some of the criminals do too. Yeah. You know, because the criminals are, are tossing out, um, you know, the philosophy uh, left and right, and scripture uh, and all that. Yeah, all that fun stuff. So that, that was a problem. Um, later on in the movie, when when they go to that mansion and two of them get caught in that uh, that oh. thought trap for three full cycles, that was a bit much. That was like one cycle too many.
0: Yeah, yeah. You th- you think guys like this that are trained in cyber warfare and all this would have noticed it a lot sooner. Well, and,
3: Bato did. You know, he did notice yeah. it, because, but only because of the major's intervention. Yeah. You, know, you know, and Togusa, you can expect because he's the rookie and. He's you know the mr like non implants guy
2: yeah, he's still so, showing his and it, we're so used to such a, we're so used to a more uh, a, a more experienced Togus that going back and watching this movie you know it just makes him seem so much like a noob again <laughs> with all the with all the things he falls for but um
3: yeah. plus he's just he's the, the guy from the cop background he doesn't have the military background that um, that Bato and the major and all these other folks have since yeah. everyone else in section nine is military except for him mm-hmm and it shows he's not trained for this sort of, like, uh, mental warfare of all the sort of hacking and, and thought traps. So that also bothered me, um, that sequence. And then with the major, it's sort of like she just made a token reappearance just so that people wouldn't be pissed off that she had no role in the movie.
2: <laughs> it felt like that, too. Kind of, I wouldn't say force, but yeah, it just, yeah, I, I'd say forced.
3: <laughs> like, she... the fact that she didn't actually show up in the movie in her mm. own body and she just showed up, like... um coming commandeering one of the horror Mm-hmm.
2: Kind um, of a bit of a, a bit of a letdown, if anything.
3: Yeah. That was a bit of a letdown. So
0: kind of a why was, bother.
3: Yeah, it's like why bother? You know, if she was helping in the background up until then with some of the stuff she was doing, you know, why bring her in, in sort of like this half hearted way? Yeah. What else uh bothered me about this movie? Um I would say that's about it, and I think I think I hit all of the points of uh, things I didn't like about this movie. Doesn't mean it's not a movie that's worth watching, but Mm -hmm. you have to go into it realizing that it's not going to be anything like the first movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not very
0: action packed. I mean, there is some action, but there's you know the percentage is a lot less throughout than uh, previous incarnations. Yeah, you've got the. the uh,
3: You've got the the convenience store scene. Mm-hmm. You've got the Yakuza scene, and then pretty much after that, the the raid on um, the Locust Solus ship. Yep.
0: Gauntlet through the ship.
2: <laughs> the top three set pieces in here. there's really those. I mean, other than the uh, the, um, the 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 looping scene, but that's really not a set piece. It's more so just a a, a a trick of suspense. But not even really. It's almost like a waste of time to be honest. <laughs> <As> well, it's <laughs> not a waste said, of time. It was, it was one just time done too many. Yeah, it is one too many. Yeah. So. I mean, it helped, to, it helped to introduce the one character that they used to uh, to get on the the, the Solus ship. Uh, Solus is a uh, lot because Solus is um sub or ship. But other than that, it just went on
0: a little too long. Damn. Pilot radio ship.
2: But
3: well, and, any other thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, no.
2: no I gotta say that. Um, other than that, I mean, what do you guys rated in the MAHQ scale?
3: I'd give it a, maybe a three.
2: Yeah,
3: I'd say about Flat a three too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say it's about average. So three, three for me as well.
3: It's not. It's not bad. You know, to say warrant a mediocre two and a half stars, it's mm-hmm. just not as good as it could have been. And yep. it has a lot of flaws.
0: And, it, and it's and it's tough because you have the other shows and movie mm-hmm. as a reference point before this. So I think that's what really brings out its faults even more. So
3: Yeah, because this movie came out after already even second gig yep. Yep. was released. So, you know, if you've seen the original movie and then you've seen first season and second gig... You got a lot of stuff that you're looking at, and then this movie comes along.
2: That is exactly true. It's a tough act to follow. Indeed.
3: And, um, well, I guess that'll wrap up our discussion for this segment, uh, and we'll be right back to wrap up our Gits Roundups with Solid State Society. You've been listening to Goddamn at MHQ. taking this extremely well
1: taking what extremely well that i'm here I don't give a, a goddamn if you're dead or time traveling or the ghost of christmas past all i care about is this whiskey so bottoms up get the hell out of my house <laughs>
0: If you're into sports, working out, or just need a new pair of shoes, and you're a proud listener of Gundam at MAHQ, well, we got the thing for you. If you go to Gundam.net, you can click on the Champs banner and receive 10% off a $50 or more purchase by entering the code AF. M-A-H-Q-C-H or 15% off of a $75 or more purchase using the code A-F-G-U-N-D-C-H. If you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college sports, or even stuff like Major League Soccer and a lot of your uh, Premiership soccer jerseys, definitely go to champsports.com for all those needs and also visit them because they have some great deals on footwear and other products. We, the hosts of Gundam at MAHQ, visit ChampSports.com for all of our footwear and sporting good needs. You should, too.
3: Whatever you do, don't let the reactor temp get too- You mean like this? We are so screwed. With yeah. our luck, I'm really not surprised we're stuck defending the entire city again. Quit being such a whiny bitch, Asuma! 1-900-ARTESIA, your call is very important to us, so- Amuro, how did you get this number? He also didn't use protection when we were riding, and then he just pulled out without letting me finish. Then he threw some money at me and drove away, and then he- WHAT?! Maybe it's something psychological, you know? I'm sure a lot of guys cry for their mommy once in a while. Don't touch me! Put on your line. Pants Asuma, we're gonna go frame God. Yar, the old girl be as tired as her captain. You know, I'm beginning to not care anymore. Remember that thing that keeps us in the air and not on the ground? You mean the drive system? Yeah, it escaped into the mountains. God damn it! I hope it finds a good home. Watch Gunted Wren Studios Mobile Suit Gundam Abridged, now with 33% more awkward! Check it out at www.youtube.com slash Wren Studios!
0: Don't hate me for trying to shoot you.
1: Frankly, Scarlet, I didn't give a gun damn.
0: This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is sponsored by Champ Sports.
2: Welcome back to our Ghost in the Shell Roundup 2 for 1 here on Gundam at MAHQ. Um, For this segment, our final segment for Ghost in the Shell Roundup, we're finally going to be touching upon the movie uh, conclusion. Well, so far the conclusion of the Ghost in the Shell uh, standalone complex series, Solid State Society. This movie came out in 2006 and picks up two years after uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex second gig ended. Um, things have changed in Section 9. You've got uh, Togasa, who's now in charge of the ground troops for Section 9. You've got a whole bunch of new recruits there. Uh, Aramaki is watching things from pretty much the sidelines and, and, and trying to guide Section 9 into a much bigger organization where it can, it can, it can continue on without its uh, major players and, and be independent and take on multiple cases at a time. And uh, you have Bato, who is playing the uh, what's it, uh, He's playing the Maverick and just taking on cases that only interest him because uh, he misses a, a certain special someone.
0: He's a mopey teddy bear. <laughs>
2: he's a he's mopey, but not as mopey as no, in like the a, previous movie we he's reviewed. He's a rent
0: major. He's trying to be solo like she used he's, to be. He's,
2: he's trying to have that ounce yeah. of cool that the major totally embodies by um, taking he's up cases.
0: As, he's not as mopey in this one as he was <laughs> in innocent, so he's a, he's a little bit more. So you could stand him a lot more in this one. Mm-hmm. He's taking up cases uh, that he thinks will get him closer to
2: his um, his beloved, as, uh, as unofficially, of course. Motoko. <laughs> 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 but um, in this uh, in this movie, there seems to be uh, a bunch of mysterious deaths of uh, major players that are, are involved in the government, and um, there's a conspiracy going on involving a group called the Solid State Society, a mysterious group. And um, on the case is uh, togasa who's pretty much having his uh, his, his 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 subordinates in Section Nine uh, investigate it, while uh. Bato is doing an investigation that also involves it, but just taking whatever cases he chooses. Um, as the story progresses, you find out that there's a mysterious person named the Puppeteer who is involved in these uh, solid-state um, s- society uh, murders, and um, they're looking at that as the key... Uh, well, you don't know
0: that it's solid-state. You know there's stuff by the Puppeteer, by and the then puppeteer. they find out... It's yeah. dealing with this thing called the solid state, state society, society. Yeah, so. you,
2: I guess uh, I I got the uh, events backwards, but um yeah, you don't want to be wrong because the forum will let you know. that Hey man, they'll wrong. rip me apart. I'm used to it. So, <laughs> but um to make a long story short, uh, get uh, you find out that the the older generation, um, they are. Uh, they're pretty much, I guess, 60% of the, the, the populace in Japan now. Mm-hmm. They're living off of a system called noble rot, which is, uh, I guess, an allusion to how grapes on the vine wither and die if they're not plucked. And um, these people are living on these uh, life support systems that allow them not to do much, and they're just sitting there withering dying, and dying um, and taking the... Uh, are, are, they're becoming a major expense for the government of Japan to take care of all these older people who are demanding um, being taken care of, which they, I guess they should. And it, it also brings um, brings up a lot of things that also uh, that also plague us. I wouldn't say plague us now, but also we are talking about in the news now when it comes to Social Security and health care. And, healthcare. and um, it brings those to light in this story here in Solid, solid State Society. Uh, as the story progresses, uh, you find out these children are being abducted to have their have their, um identities wiped clean and to be re-educated uh, to, to become uh, productive members of Japanese society later well, on. That's,
3: that's part of it. That's part it's, of it, too. You're forgetting there's, there's, there's two things here. There's the solid state, which is they're identifying at-risk kids mm-hmm. who come from households of like domestic abuse. That's right. Where they're getting killed mm-hmm. and beaten, and they are um, using their assets to have their memories wiped so they can have new, better lives somewhere else. But then there's this... Um, ultra right-wing nationalist politician who is using um, the health ministry as sort of like a a brainwashing facility to kidnap these kids and make them like, um, you know, his vision of the ideal contributor to Japanese society.
0: Yeah, because the Solid State Society was going after orphans and neglected kids. Mm -hmm. And this one, they're just taking like all kids. (laughs) So... This guy's just taking all kids. He's taking all
2: kids no matter where they come from, although he tried to feign ignorance. Um, there was an assistant that uh, works under him that uh And also, too, the, the solid
0: state wanted to pass the assets of these older people to the kids yeah. instead of it being absorbed by the... Um the government when they, they died so it's it's a whole there's a whole lot of stuff in there there's
3: plenty it's, of it's about intestate succession yeah, yeah. pretty I much
2: mean, I'm not doing the story justice by giving
3: no, this you're half not. ass have the
2: review <laughs> but there are a lot of threads <laughs> in this story I, I would say that uh, when it comes to solid state society there is so much plot in this it's amazing they were able to squeeze it into an How hour and 40, plot 47 minutes <laughs> but they did and uh, when it comes down to it um, well, they, they had to make up for innocence lack of plot oh so. damn yeah, and state, and they sure did. <laughs> uh we'll we'll get into the uh specifics of the story as we go along. But I'm going to turn um I'm going to turn the mic over to Chris so that he can give his um insight on the uh on this wonderful movie that is uh solid, solid State Society. Go for it, Chris.
3: Well, as I teased in the last segment, uh I mentioned that this is the movie that innocence should have been. Oh yeah. And here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. This movie takes sort of the same loose concept as a starting point. You know, Major's gone, Bato's depressed, Section 9 is moving on mm-hmm. as a launching point for a very different story that works a lot better because, um, as you mentioned in the last segment, Section 9 got really downsized in terms of screen presence in innocence, but mm-hmm. here, they're all there. You see Aramaki, you see Togusa, Bato, Paz- Saito, Boma, Proto, even uh, the rookie Azuma who was introduced in uh, Second Gig. Mm-hmm. And, then, and they all have stuff
0: to do. And those mechanics for the Tachikomas.
3: Hell yeah. Yeah, those dudes who are always wearing those, those weird outfits. Yeah. Complaining about Bato and his, his oil. <laughs> so, you know, they all have their parts to play, just like as a TV, in the TV series, you know, a well-oiled machine that um, is doing its job mm-hmm. and is moving on even though they've lost their leader. So I do like um, some of the changes, like that Aramaki is grooming Togusa to be a leader and Togusa in, in accordance with that he's gotten some prosthetics and he's abandoned his old obsession with a revolver yep yeah. and he's sort of taking on more of a leadership position and um, he sure hasn't abandoned that mullet no he hasn't <laughs> you know and Bato has a conversation with Aramaki and it's you know noted like you know hey things could have gone very differently if you had taken that leadership position instead of Togusa but we'll yep. never know you know, and I like that uh, Aramaki. Although he is not as involved in this movie, you know, in that conversation, how he talks about how he wants Section Nine to adapt to the future because there's the possibility that the major will never come back, plus the fact that he won't be around forever. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of looking at his own mortality, and ever the noble public servant, he's trying to build an organization that will survive without him and the current team members and still be effective. Exactly.
0: Yeah, because he's noticeably aged in this one. Because he just physically, and they—he's always walking with a cane and oh, everything. Yeah. And he's just—you yeah. can see that. You know, the, the clock is ticking on this guy, and he knows it. The pimp has finally got his cane. <laughs> so, although
3: although it sure hasn't helped him with his little his little sweetheart, uh, Prime Minister kayabuki who makes a little cameo appearance. Yeah, right at the beginning. Right at the beginning for one scene. So, definitely one of the things with this movie. Um, you know if you're aware about anything about japanese society you can see that this movie is making uh, commentary on japanese society the mm-hmm. fact that they have an aging population that their birth rate is declining the fact that their workforce is getting older and older because they put up obstacles to bringing in foreign workers mm-hmm. so you know i think that um, kenji kamiyama the director who also wrote the script for this movie you know well. is trying to make the point of you know we talked about this in second second gig roundup that all these old people in that storyline are our age right now yes yes indeed so he's basically making the point that this current age you know is gonna they're all gonna be old people they're gonna be sick they're gonna need services you know there's gonna be less of a social safety net because you're gonna have less workers contributing into um these welfare programs and it's gonna be a big problem in many in many ways that will affect all of society. Yep. And I think this movie is a very clever way to make that point by showing how things are in the future where we see a bunch of examples of these old people who are just literally rotting in their beds by themselves. Literally. <laughs> because they have no family and no one to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, obviously the major plays a big part in the story. You know, she's there ducking around corners maybe the first half, but from the second half of the movie on, she takes command and that's the kind of role she should have played in Innocence. Yes, thank yeah. you. Not the half-hearted appearance as a whore <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Definitely in, in this movie... Um, Mopi Bato is nowhere near as mopey as he was in innocence.
2: No, he's, he's still got his wits about him.
3: You know, eventually he gets over his junk and and he starts uh getting back to the way he used to be. Of mm-hmm. course that happens when she shows up. Of course. <laughs> it's like he switched gears. <laughs> it's like he became he becomes a totally different person.
2: Mhm. He's um, all he's all happy. <laughs> it's Bouncy Bato. You never you never would expect him to be so elated to see someone. And then when the major shows up, there he is, man, all all sunshiny. It's amazing.
3: Yeah. Something else that I liked about this movie is that uh, the scale is very different because, yeah, you do have some big action scenes, Mm -hmm. although not enough, in my opinion, to warrant a 3D upconvert, but that's not the point of this discussion. Um, (laughs) If you notice, compared to the first two seasons, yes, there are some of the same elements, you know, uh, government conspiracies, um, use of high technology, the scope of things is a lot different. It's not um, you know, like in Second Gig where you had Goda and Kuze who are trying to start revolutions and remake all of society. Right. You do have that in a sense here with the solid state that they want to, um, you know, these 20,000 kids that have been kidnapped from abusive families, they want them to have better lives. So yeah, they do want to remake society, but in a smaller scale and over a much longer period of time, yeah whereas Gota and Kuze wanted uh, radical changes immediately
0: yeah and, and, and because they and for, and for them, you know for their vision, yeah. not not their solid state, they were a, they were a little bit idealistic because they're trying to a little you know, altruistic almost. yeah that too, and you know it's just like you know we want this not for our benefit but for others, and with Gota and them, it was just like. We we want to see all these people dance, so we can be the big shots at the end of everything when the smoke clears. They would yeah.
3: think they would think it's short term, and and but you do have one of those guys in that movie, which is uh, Assemblyman Mune. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he is one of these guys who wants to have radical change to benefit him, and he's brainwashing uh, these kids to have his like radical right wing nationalist ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, you know they're superior, and all these foreigners are are dirty, and you know taking over the country, yada, yada, just sort of the same sort of stuff from second gig. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he is one of those players, but he's almost sort of like a sideshow. You know, he's not not the main threat. Yeah, he's got the guns and all, but... He's a, he's a bit player. He's trying to feed off of the solid-state machine, yeah. which was the same thing with um, what instigated this whole investigation, which was the deaths of all of these um, people who were in asylum from a fictitious country who were also trying to leech off of the solid-state system for their own benefit. Yeah, And that's interesting that you have sort of these three things going on at once, but that are all related. So I like that the scope of this movie was different, and it wasn't yet another, because how many... How many times can you up the uh, the gamesmanship and the brinksmanship of, you know, first season you had Puppet Master and you had the government turning on Section 9 and trying to destroy them. Second season you had... Um you know, almost a civil war between the refugees and Japanese military, you can't keep upping the stakes more and more. Man. That is true. So I like that they took a shift to the side in another direction.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't global conspiracy number three that they were dealing with. It, it was it was a big deal, but it wasn't one of these things where it was just going to, you know, be this kind of out of the world thing where it's like, oh man, all of humanity is going to go down if we don't save the world. It would, it would turn Ghost in the Shell into 24.
3: Pretty much. That's exactly the thing. With 24, yeah. you know, they just had to keep upping the stakes around. Ridiculous levels, yep. to the point where that show became a parody of itself. Where you. every year it was an alternation between um, biological weapons and nukes. nukes, because of course in this realistic world, that's that's the only two things you've got. Exactly, it's like oh season. Season five, they did. Biological Season six must be about nukes, and then that's exactly how that thing rolled out. So
2: you, you don't want to see Ghost in the Show play itself out like that, you know. No. You, you know, it's a bit more thoughtful, and um, it it it's story wise, it's always a, a lot more solid. No, no pun intended. than <laughs> than the most American television shows. So um, yeah, it 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 set a bar, and you want to see them keep oh that story wise. Just said about American television. Hey man, I, I watch a lot of it, so you know. Well, yeah,
1: we, I, I we can tell. <laughs>
2: I am an expert. (laughs) But um, any other thoughts, Chris?
3: Very nice animation. You know, this was um, sort of like an OVA level movie. Yep. So it looks great. The soundtrack, probably some of uh, Yoko Kano's best work on standalone complex in this movie. It it does use some music from the first two seasons, but there's also Mm -hmm. quite a bit of new stuff. And it's all really, really good.
2: So, I mean, kicking right off that introductory theme is is one of my. It's probably my favorite. I'd have to say it's probably my favorite opener out of all the all the, of all the openings for Ghost in the Shell. That the theme for uh, Solid States Solid State Society is 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 the the best one keep, to me. You keep having some trouble
3: with that alliterative title. Don't yeah, you? yeah, I do. I, I want to say Solid Snake Society. I know. Every I, I time. caught you. I caught you trying to say that <laughs> Solid Snake Society. Autocorn. Give me the major. Gotta,
2: get a hold of yourself.
3: <laughs> Hey man, now there'd be a power couple right there, Ooh, wouldn't it? Anything else to add? That's it for me right now.
0: All right, Neo, your take. Um, yeah, it's uh, much, much more enjoyable plot-wise and story-wise than Innocence. Um, I like the development that a lot of the characters had, especially with Armaki and um, Togusa. The fact that he is elevated to the leadership position and he's grabbing and taking it, like he's he actually realizes what it takes and what he needs to do. And the fact is shown that, you know, like Chris stated, he gets the prosthetics. And, you know, here is a guy that for, you know, how many movies and, and television series been made fun of and almost like, you know, kind of ridiculed by the other members of Section 9 because he doesn't have these things. And, and to a point, too, it kind of made it limited as small as that group was. Mm-hmm. They'd always be a, a man down if it was if it was a real serious action that they had to deal with because. and then look what happens to him in this movie I know I
3: mention that I love that scene where uh, yes. where he gets uh, gets, hacked. He gets hacked, and his body is moving against uh, his will, and he's basically taking his adorable little daughter to one of these places so that she will have her memories wiped and oh sent god. off to a new family and it's, it's it was almost heartbreaking when he uh, he realizes that he has some movement over his body to make a choice mm-hmm. and he's basically telling her to run away because he's about to kill himself but not yeah. in so many words yeah. and he almost does it too until the very last second where oh. the, the major appears with thermoptic camo mm-hmm. and stops him from shooting himself oh
2: my god he was at the uh, he, he, I mean he pulled the trigger that's how close it got <laughs> Ha
3: <laughs> ha! Well, we've, we've seen oh. Togusa has some. He's he's got Ooh. some uh, sacrificial tendencies. Uh, yeah, at the end of um, oh my the first season when he was about to uh, go nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone's like, "What the hell are you doing, man?"
2: Or when he was on trial in season two. You know, he's about to. You know, yeah. he's about to put. He was about to go all in to to make his point known. You know, he he, he can be a bit uh I wouldn't say, suicidal, I guess. A little, I guess.
3: A little reckless, given that yeah. he has a family. And we should mention that you know in this movie he now has a second kid. Now yeah. he's got a he's got a boy too on top of his daughter. So mm-hmm. like for a devoted family man sometimes he can really forget that they exist and and be rather <laughs> reckless about uh, his own life.
0: It's the uh the optimist prime syndrome where you're you're more <laughs> needed alive than dead where, you know,
3: you, you have to you have to fight that urge to sacrifice yourself all the time.
0: It's like, yes, somebody probably does need to die for this, you know, job to be done, mm-hmm. but does it always need to be you? Yeah, like because he's
3: throwing himself in front of the bullet every episode. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Optimus. Yes, one must stand and one must fall, but that doesn't mean that you have to. Um, exactly. You, you have to be the one to die after always saying those cool lines. And yeah, exactly. and,
0: and and you can reach out for, with the others and get some help. You know. <laughs> you figure after Rodimus, after Rodimus took over, that
2: he'd never want to sacrifice himself again. Well I, I think but he man, learned
3: his lesson in the woo. rude awakening of Optimus Prime.
2: No doubt. Togus had "Let that learn you. But Just watch Transformers. See who might take your place. You'll you'll
0: never you'll never want to throw your life away recklessly again." But um, yeah. So that was cool. You got to see that. Yes, Bato is a lot less mopey in this. Oh yeah, um, I like the fact that uh, this was the first time I had seen this movie. So, oh wow, you know, yeah, I'd never seen it before. Oh, dear. and. Well, it's not that big of a deal. It's, no, like, okay, you're man. like, oh my god. Usually,
2: <laughs> you y'all crack on me because I didn't see. I bought this DVD when it came out, so it's nice to be on top of something. <laughs> but
1: dude,
3: us. you're 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 reacting like like we said. Hey man, I was at the I was at the market and and I met President Obama because uh, he was pushing yeah. through this motorcade and I shook hands with him and took a picture.
0: Congratulations. That's all I got to say. There you go. It's just, it's just an anime movie. It's not like uh, I know. Not like all the classic movies you've never seen. Oh, you asshole! But I'm a big film guy, but I've never seen this or that. And hey man, this Gone with you- the Wind or this. You know, yeah, and, let's not even start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. yeah, I like the fact that there's that kind of oh shit moment where mm-hmm. they're thinking that, uh, especially with Bato, when they're kind of piecing this all together, that the pop. Puppeteer could possibly be the major. Yeah. Because of some of the weird things that she's doing through you know, throughout the first movie or throughout the first part of the movie and that whole situation at he met at the at the uh the hospital with her with that guy that was in the friggin' tank that broke his that the guy basically got broke his neck. Yeah, you got Dale Earnhardt in there. And uh well he's been dead for ten years, you can say it. It's okay. Um it's so that was kind of cool because when he finally brings it up to Tokus and stuff they're kind of crap in their pants they're like you know it's like all these other super hackers that they're dealing with they've they've never really been this problem like oh man we might have to go against the na- major and i guess it's because they know what she's like yeah. so that was kind of cool in the end it didn't be that way mm-hmm. but um you know i i thought that was really cool um i like the fact that i guess uh this movie was sponsored by nissan mm-hmm. uh with uh, the prominent infinity that um armaki's been driven around in Sweet. i see when it pulls up the big infinity logo and the uh, little nissan that uh Togusa has i'm like man yep it must be uh some product placement from hell here it's like it is the nissan infinity corraza well it's the same company yeah but well it's
3: funny you mention that because on the credits here it says technological assistance Nissan Cars Corporation. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So they they survived. They survived to 2030.
2: Um, so even the license plate on that car reads 3923 which reads in Japanese as song q Nissan or thank you Nissan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they weren't trying to hide it. That's for sure. No, and that's not. It's not a big deal. I just, mm-hmm. I just, um, you know, it's it's just something that you're going to start seeing more prominent in everything now. And I, I thought that was kind of like
3: like cool. Battle Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah, with all that nice product placement for for Sony Bios and, oh and that, that little Resistance Three billboard. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you,
0: Columbia Pictures. <laughs> well, thank you, Sony, which owns Columbia Pictures. <laughs> Yeah, but in in the end, it was good. I I, I do agree with you. This this was the movie that uh, Innocence was trying to be, and it may not have the visual, like the overall kind of outstanding visual appeal that Mm -hmm. Innocence has, but I think uh, for what it is... And the fact that the story is much tighter, a uh, little bit, you know, the actions spread out a little bit more. There's a better flow. And, you know, Solbro was happy because he got to see all of Section 9. Even hey. I think Pazu actually said one or two words there. Oh, hey and you even had the old rookie at the beginning, Go. like, going off with of Togasa. So it's like, I guess that was um, maybe probably Solbro's man there. Hey that, man, that the band is guy. back together, baby. But, um, <laughs> yeah, overall, it, I think it's a pretty uh, solid movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's... You know, um, I, is this the end of Ghost in the Shell, or because you're stating when you were introducing this that this is the end of standalone? I just said, co- so you,
2: far, the the close of standalone. So you're making an assumption. I, I'm just saying right okay. now until 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 well, they if prove it, me otherwise.
0: If it is, it's it's a, if it's uh, if it is, then you know it's it's a nice way of, of closing it out. If not, then mm-hmm. you know it's it's just another good part of the story there. So um, that's about it for my thoughts. Well, word. Thank you, sir.
2: Um, you guys pretty much said a lot of things I would have said. Uh, there, were, uh, I, I honestly believe this is my this is my favorite of the three movies. Um, even though it doesn't look, uh, anim- in animation, is not superior than the other two. It makes up for it because of fast pacing and an excellent story. Um, the set pieces in here are totally compelling. Up uh, when it comes to. Uh, the The scene with Tokusen and his daughter that 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 stands out as probably my favorite scene in all this but there's also the scene with the the snipe the snipe fight with uh, Saito and bato where they um where they're trailing the sniper and then they have to uh they have to face off with him on the roof of that building and they actually back hack into the sniper's sight or they they put his sights. Uh, they put Saito's view onto him so he knows he's about to be shot, and then they they pretty much well
0: he located the satellite that the guy was using for his software, yeah, and then that's and that's what they did, but they still ended up firing at each other mm-hmm. uh but not kill shots, not kill shots yeah but it was so. it was
3: neat in this scene that um Saito was fighting against another guy who also has a hawkeye, yeah yeah, a prosthetic. So, you know, that's what Bato was like, well, if it was you, what would you do? And Saito's like, well, I would find, uh, I would uplink to a satellite and use that to find a target. And that's exactly what this guy did. So, you know, he was using the full advantage of his abilities to try to predict what someone else would do. And lo and behold, the guy did the exact same thing, too.
2: It's not often you get to see those guys pair up and uh, to see them work together was really nice. Um, what else? Um, I There's one thing about this movie that stands out to me because... Um, a lot of this story borrows from the two manga's uh Ghost in the Shell and Man Machine Interface a, t- a lot a lot of story elements from both are put into Solid State Society like with the um the children being abducted and the the final set piece where they're raiding the uh the, the institutional the the government institution to uh to free the children um a lot of the action in there is actually taken right directly from uh the last uh portion of the Ghost in the Shell manga and um I I the the thing that really got me about this is the end conversation between Kusanagi and um the the puppeteer and the fact that he is it, maybe maybe I'm misconstruing this but he is pretty Probably. much born from the subconscious of the major like he is like a collective consciousness of all the people that the major may have come in contact with kind of like uh she was in the end chasing her own tail when it came to this opponent and the fact that he was so badass was a direct result of her
0: and she didn't even know it
2: um mm. I, I thought that was you know a, a, i thought he just really had cool an thing.
0: obsession with her and knew all the things that she had done i i i i, I just was, got the impression well that he, he directly was says he's like don't,
3: don't you know who i am you know yeah. all of the thousands of people that you've interacted with over the years and then he starts like turning into he turns into Goda and Kuze and, and then her Yep. So it sort of brings up the point of, you know, when, um, this is something Ghost in the Shell talks about all the time, you know, when people like interact at such a personal level of like their minds coming together because of the cyber brains, um, you know, if you interact with thousands of people over the course of several years, do you sort of leave little bits of yourself with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last impression. Do, Do they leave little bits of themselves in you? And what if all of these little bits of you and other people sort of take on their own life on the internet? Yeah. The discussion that she has. And it with could him. happen because, you know, in the original movie the puppet master was also an artificial creation. Yes. Yeah. And that's another throwback.
2: They bring up the Puppet Master, which was the, the, the one of the antagonists from the original movie, and they they managed to incorporate that storyline, or at least a little bit of it, into this story. So it's almost like taking a step back, not 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 in the development of the series, but just paying homage to what uh, the first movie brought
3: about in the original. Well, it's a Mata very similar about. case, so that's Plus why they're that, bringing uh, it up. that favorite line of hers of of Mato, the net is truly vast,
2: Bastion, and infinite. infinite. Thank you, they get it, it, it The series ends on that line, which is really really awesome, and and the conversation she has with Bato before that where she talks about the fact that she although was a free agent for those 2 years she you know was running around without any kind of restrictions and she realized life was not as fulfilling as being put up against those restrictions and overcoming them to solve cases, so it leaves you on a note where you believe that she might return to Section Nine after all, or at least at least it leaves you wondering if she will or not. And her and Bato, you know, got got their little got their little uh, closeness moment. You know, he he snuck a little touch of that shoulder.
3: <laughs> and the funny thing is, the camera's behind them and like focused on her ass.
2: Yeah. Oh and, yeah.
3: And you see him like kind of sneaking in there, and it's like, oh this this guy, man, he's he's I got. He's got the subtlety of uh, of an elephant in a china shop.
2: I thought he was gonna go and grab a cheek,
3: man. But uh, that's what I <laughs> thought too. But <laughs> he's apparently not. He's not that. Uh, he's not that slick. He's not
0: that brave either. Yeah, one <laughs> woman could kill you in point two seconds. <laughs> he went for he went for the safe play. Even, even as an armored cyborg that he is, yeah, yeah, you know, as badass as he is, he man, jump! He jumped from a, a twenty-story tower <laughs> uh, onto the ground. <laughs> That's pretty impressive.
2: That scene makes me crack up too, just to see how he's flailing as he's falling, like so many stories, but um, of course he, he lands unscathed, but um, yeah, uh, I, I, there's everything, I can't sing the praises of this movie enough, it's, it doesn't lag for one moment, it, they squeeze so much story into this that it, it keeps you uh, unlike uh, Innocence where I, I almost fell asleep during some parts of it <laughs> Standalone Complex Solid State Society uh, kept me completely riveted throughout the whole course of its uh, run, and i 've probably watched that movie seven or eight times already
0: oh my god and
2: um, I really enjoy it i 've got to say it 's my favorite one um any um before we get to overall review any, um, anything that you guys thought of um, to add before we close out this segment no well doggone well um overall review Chris uh what would you give it? How many stars would you give it
3: mm, uh, could be between four and four and a half.
0: Yeah, so four and a quarter. Look at you, boy! <laughs> I,
3: you can't you uh, can't split the difference. That's that's not that's not a standard rating. Got a carpet yeah. star up.
0: Four point two. Four point one five. Four and an eighth. Four and seven eighths. What's a wrench? Or a stock ticker? I'd give it a four. A solid four. Yeah. Um,
3: what I, I think it's Chris. You'd agree it's
0: better than second season of Double O, right?
3: <laughs> well, anything is because second season of Double O is is the worst since um, you know the Bible. Yes. Oh, damn.
0: So, but no, solid four, solid right. four.
2: I I'd give it a four point five, but we could throw decimals in there. But um, I don't know. I, I
0: well, You can do four and a half.
2: I'll, I'll go four and a half. It's the um, MHQ I, I scale. He does four and a, yeah,
0: You'll read. you read do, Chris's review on I, MHQ. I do read his reviews. I'm yeah, just he, he, to, he does. He does four and a half. You well, can say four
2: I, and a half. I will. I will gladly give Ghost in the Shell, Solid State Society, a four and a half stars. This this movie definitely deserves it. Does and, that come uh, with a seal of a, of a guarantee? It comes with, the, oh. it, it, you know what? It comes with the soul bro approval. I will, the soul bro guarantee. I will put, I will put my stamp on it. That's completely go. on you then. That, that's mm. on me, man. I'll, We're not it, handling it, any of those refunds. That's all. <laughs> S- t- send your complaints to sbrmahq um, at gmail dot com, and I will tell you to F off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so that's customer you'll, service for you.
0: So, <laughs> so you'll, you're welcome. You, so you'll just do the troll way. There you go. I don't, I don't respect your
2: opinion. F you. I learned from the internet. It's taught me everything. But uh. <laughs> If there's there's no more to add um, That wraps up our Ghost in the Shell roundup As well as our review of uh, Solid State Society And we'll be back with more Gundam At MAHQ in just a moment
1: Suddenly there was a terrible roar all around us And the sky was full of what looked like huge bats All swooping and screeching and diving around the car and a voice was screaming,
3: holy, holy Jesus, Jesus where are these Gundam Damn Hi, I'm Mitsugi. And I'm Hatake. And we're the hosts of Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, aaapodcast.com. Listen up, anime fans. Do you find yourself spending tons of money on anime DVDs and merchandise? Wishing you drove a Gundam to work instead of your car? Singing J-pop music in the shower? If you do any of these things, You might be an anime addict.
0: At the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, we have one mission, to turn your anime addiction into an obsession. We entertain our listeners with current anime news, celebrity guest
1: hosts, hilarious discussion topics, and fair, unbiased review on current and past anime. Here are a few testimonials. I used to be a total anime noob. Now I know
0: so much about anime that I can say, Spike was caught riding on a tachikoma eating poppy, wearing a Hidden Leaf Village headband while looking at a foldout of Revy in a Death Note. And know exactly what that means.
3: Now that I listen to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, I never have to watch a bad anime again. They watch them, so I don't. So visit us at
0: podcast.com and submit anime review requests on our forum and tune in on iTunes so you can always have the latest in news and reviews. So get obsessed with Anime addicts at the AAA and remember, we're here for you.
3: All right! I demand to know what you think you're doing! I was wondering what it is you're fighting for, Mr. Bright. Mm. This is not the time to get philosophical on me, Amaro. Stand up this instant! <sighs> hey! Why don't you leave me alone? If you're so eager to send Gundam into battle again, why not pilot it yourself? What?! <sighs> I'd do it if I could. I don't need a kid to tell me how I should do my job. Yeah, well, I don't see why I have to do something just because I can! I'm standing out thinking,
2: this nigga really is lost. First of all, you don't slap a man. You shouldn't have hit me. I don't like that tone.
1: You got no right. Not even my own father hit me before.
2: Okay. I mean, even when slapping was fashionable, and you know, they did it in Paris, a guy would come up, my mad. I challenged you to a dude they would have a gunfight after that you had somebody had to go obey my orders don't like it feel free to hate me i don't care hey man is that gundam yeah man. We'll turn
1: it up man hey
3: everybody welcome back to gundam at mhq that closes off episode 74 where we wrapped up our ghost in the shell roundup that's been going on for such a long time and as we previously had announced our next roundup series will be pat labor so you can watch for that in the near future uh, just as a closing announcement i had mentioned a while back that i would have more information about our Gunplot podcast once it had a name and uh well at the very least now it has a name and that name as i mentioned at the start of the show is laplace's box so we still don't have a start date set for the show, but it will be sometime in April. But for now, if you want, you can um, check out some websites. You can go to the show's blog, which is laplashow.blogspot.com. You can also uh, sign up for its Twitter feed, which is twitter.com slash Show. Nice. And uh, you can watch for uh, the news to pop up when it's, uh, we have that episode recorded and it's in the can. We have a Laplace's box form on Mecha Talk, that's been slipped in there underneath Chaos Theater and Gundam. But since there's nothing to discuss yet, we won't uh, open up that forum until the time gets closer to the show premiering. So please check it out and uh, support the show, as in download it and actually listen to it from start to finish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, in, in terms of support, to uh, support the uh, the only two sponsors now for uh, Gundam, which is uh, Champs and uh, Petco. So I mean think these are two great sponsors to have and, you know, I'm sure everyone needs shoes and it, all those have pets. Even uh, dogs. dogs. Even dogs need shoes. need shoes. Yeah, they got those shoes for the uh, working dogs. Um, there you go. You know, yeah. if you got things with pets and stuff, check, out, check them out. They got some pretty good um, uh, pretty good things and you'll be saving some money and you'll be supporting us too. So.
3: And your dog will be happy.
0: And your dog will be happy and your feet will be happy. So, it's always, always good to have a brand new pair of shoes. Nothing like that, right? But, um, anything else?
2: Um, I just want to... Um, Give, uh, I just want to say that our hearts and and thoughts and prayers are going out to uh, everybody who's affected by the uh, earthquake and tsunami in Japan. And um, if if you're listening to this podcast, if you haven't done it already, definitely um, help out with the effort. Um, one of the easiest way you can do so is to donate to. Uh the Red Cross, um, just basically text the word Red Cross, all one word, to 9099 on your cell phone and it'll just bill $10 that will go directly to the Red Cross in the effort that is, that's going to uh, provide Japan relief. There's many other ways. If you go to Gundam.net, there is a post currently up there and the post is called... Japan assisting in a time of crisis, and there's many other ways that are posted there that Oh, wow, we update. never
0: had anything for Katrina or uh, the Haitian earthquake. We did actually. Um, we did. Do um, we? When, when, when we, Haiti we rolled around, we
2: didn't, we didn't exist when there was Katrina. Yeah, we didn't exist when it was Katrina. When Haiti broke out, I I also gave a similar um, a similar place. So. No, I'm
0: saying we didn't have a threat about it though.
2: No, because at the time I don't even think we had the, the block spot really in full form,
0: but now we do. So I I made sure to put something up there about it. Something I was just there, saying that because I I saw all the um, on some of these websites, you know, because all the all the people are so infatuated with Japan. I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, because my my thing is, if you're going to do this, always do it for everyone. Yeah. And I, I was getting the I was getting kind of the sense that people were just like, oh, because it's Japan, we got to give, and you know, I love Japan. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it, it's
3: it's 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 an understandable. I feel the same way, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, if your if your goal is, you know, we. You know, I love Japan and I love Japanese food and anime and games, and I want to support them in their time of crisis. That's, I mean, yeah, the help helps, but that's not the best of motives. If you want to help, yeah. anybody, it's just, it should be just because they're human beings. It should come naturally, no yeah. matter where this, where, where. You should like do, you should right? do
0: things because. Because you want to, not because it's cool, because you yeah. can tell people. And that's that's a, that's another issue that I have with the internet, where people tr- do things and stuff now, where instead of actually putting thought or, and time into it, they're doing it because, oh, it's cool. I can say to people, oh, I just did this. And it's like... Yeah. well I mean there's more that you can do and
2: more ways to get involved but um off the off the cuff that's a that's the quickest way i can I can deliver and if
0: you're looking for more information head over to gundam.net and look for that post you'll find it easily it's right there Shit, on they'll the front be okay page. They, they survived the greatest natural disaster there was so this one this one will keep them going yeah so
2: um other than that definitely check out the uh, websites head on over where the magic happens q.net. that's the mecha and anime headquarters also you can check out gundam's main website at at Gundam.net. That's right, it's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes. Facebook and um, other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam.net as well. After th- listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche and our favorite pedal Bear South, Pedro Cortez. And last but not least, Shinjuku Station has a movie podcast. Shinjuku Station at the movies can be found at Shinjuku station.blogspot.com. And I also wanted to add that uh we're also now a part of the uh, AAA network. Um you can find us uh listed at uh aaanetwork.aaa-podcast.com and um we're listed up there amongst other podcasts too and we're proud to be a part of that. And um I'll turn it back over to Chris to close us out.
3: All right. Well, that's it for Gundam. We'll be back next time.
1: Kegel!
3: Drop your weapon. No one do anything. Come on, gimme the gun. Goose. Looks like he's high on a reflex booster that the military uses.
2: Understood. Colonel Cagale!
3: The
1: puppeteer coming. I don't want to die. If you don't want to die, put the gun down. Say what? You won't make a public spectacle out of me. No, don't. Shit. Why'd he do it?
2: At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. A proud part of the AAA Podcast Network.
1: I'm sorry to see you go. I've really come to think of you as a companion.
2: Hey, I don't... Suppose you'd
1: want to move to Canada. (coughs)
2: Canada?
1: No. I don't suppose I would.